0: again and welcome to the Manapool. pool you guys might not realize it out there in listener land or the interwebs or coming out of your phone or wherever it is that you find us
1: but uh we're listening on a faraway planet 6 thousand years in the future
0: uh, there's that yeah does that work since we're well, yeah on the I've seen contact oh right right okay <laughs> you guys might not realize it but this is the first time we've actually recorded in like three weeks
2: not like three weeks. Actually, three weeks. There's, there's. You only say like when you're approximating. You're not approximating in this situation.
0: I was approximating (laughs) because I didn't know if it had been like three or like four. So I just said like three weeks because I have no concept of the passage of time. But, yeah, we didn't record one week because I was going to GPDC and I had way too much stuff to do. And then we didn't record the next week because it was Thanksgiving. And everybody was busy, and then we didn't record the next week because I had all kinds of crap going on, and Scott was gone, and I was trying to get the apartment clean and failed because I hurt my back. And I just had all kinds of crap going on. And then this week we didn't record because, no, wait, we are recording, so yay. (laughs) So it's good to talk to these guys. I've missed them.
2: It's good to talk to you. We missed you, too. Don't lie. Okay, (laughs) I'm only speaking for myself. I missed you.
0: Oh, but we are brought to you, as always, by Cardshark.com, a better way to buy and sell collectible card games. And I'm Chewy, the lead dork, here to try to corral everything and fail miserably at it. And with me, as always, are some other dorks. Dorks!
2: Um, I'm Brian. I'm, I'm the lead Rambler, and I, I refuse to be corralled. I might be harassed or harangued, but I am never corralled.
0: Get over here in this fence enclosure. <laughs> <Mo>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, I'm Mike. I'm the rules guy and the game lore guy, and I am all too eager to be herded and corralled. And I really miss Chewy because in that intervening time, I hadn't even gone over to hang out at his apartment like I do pretty often. So that's been weird.
0: That has been weird.
1: Yeah, uh-huh.
3: I guess it's my turn. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm that's Dirk. Usually, the how
2: things work around here, yeah.
3: <laughs> Go oh, ahead. Oh, that awkward silence. So I'm Dirk, the self-proclaimed greenest man alive, moral compass of the group, and gosh, I've. Finally, hurrah, yeah. Um, I'm finally done with my grad school class for this semester. When January rolls around, I have no idea what my life will be like. But at least for the rest of this month, I'm fine. Yay. I'm good. Nice. Yay. I know. So the the stuff got sent off and haven't heard back from it, haven't checked it or anything like that. So I'm assuming that everything is all good.
0: Sweet. All right. Oh. You know what happens when you assume? Yeah. You you're like, you're oh right. yeah,
3: your thing was a piece of crap.
0: <laughs> oh, and other times you're wrong, I guess. Oh. <laughs> so I would like to briefly apologize for the quality of last week's episode. Uh I don't know what happened. Well, I do know what happened, and I explained it at the beginning of of that episode. But so we got together. Back in August, we recorded a live episode, and then Dirk, in his brilliance, was like, why don't we do another one? And we went, "Ah!" (laughs) because I don't think that had ever occurred to anyone, to do more than one at a time.
1: Yeah, somehow, no.
0: And so we were like, oh, all right then, and we recorded another live episode. That live episode, instead of going through the desktop mic that I always use, that one, it decided to go through my crappy laptop built-in microphone. And I have no idea why it did it again when we recorded the Commander Shenanigan's episode, so the second one of that is gonna sound different. I think it'll sound better i I hope
1: <laughs> yeah yeah, I mean, yeah, since we had never tried that before, we didn't know that that happened when
0: yeah, and I have no idea why it changed. I got yeah. nothing i'm I'm at a loss,
1: but I mean it, it must be hardware related because um. We've, we've only recorded a few times with your laptop in the grand scheme of things.
3: Yeah. But right. usually if he had unplugged it and replugged it in, then it would have defaulted back to its base setting, but he didn't do any of that. So uh, that's a mystery I'm, to me. I
0: might have. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that it's weird. But, uh, so yeah, we sort of sounded like we were in a bathroom. That's the name of the episode. Did you guys see? I put <laughs> it up last night. I didn't see it yet. Oh, I named it from the Arcane Laboratory.
4: <laughs> uh-huh.
0: You should totally check out the, the image that I made for it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think Dirk checked it out.
0: I think Dirk found Oh yeah. it my <laughs>
1: god.
0: It's, it's the 7th the edition Arcane Laboratory <laughs> with a turlet. <laughs> And that made me so happy. I, I was like, oh, my God, look what I did. Look what I did. But there was no one here, so I was talking to myself. <laughs> and then I dozed off. But anyway, so uh let's see. I would also like to apologize. We got roughly somewhere between two and three dozen actually messages via comments, Twitter, uh-huh. the forums, email, uh random guy showing up in my apartment and going, well, actually, about... Um, oh crap. What's his name? Voro, Voro. Yeah,
2: Voro,
1: the Ugly. Uh, oh, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, what dirt? What, what is your name? Fred over there say Mark. Beardy Man.
2: <laughs>
1: that's anybody but me. It is. So, yeah,
0: we're dumb s- and Mike's gonna explain why.
1: Yeah, for some reason, we got it into our heads during the conversation that he only, that he only proliferated basically. That he didn't actually double count or something. Right. And, and been- the, the sad part is that, is that that's what Brian said first. And then Chewie came back and corrected him. I'm using air quotes around the word "corrected" here. Chewie came back and corrected him, and then all the rest of us just started nodding our heads for some reason. Now, someone and I think it's because I think I think it's because you know we already have such a such a good handle on this that when one of us does mess up, someone else picks up on it, and then we all say, "Oh yeah." So I think that's why we just automatically went with what Chewie came back
0: with. And one of those people told us. One of those, well, actually, actually yeah. told us we got it wrong way back when we first talked about the card, too.
1: And, I don't, I don't think that's true, but it's possible. I don't know. I,
0: don't know. I mean, I, know. I never thought he doubled counters,
2: so. I really thought, when we started the conversation, I really thought that, and then, like, I, I couldn't remember who it was, I guess it was Chewy. I was like, no, and I looked at it, and I'm like, it, it, it is templated really weird. You have it is to admit. It's
0: bizarrely templated.
1: And yeah, so I'll I take wanna, all
0: the credit for that. My bad.
1: Yes. Yeah, I, so I screwed that up. Where the text says for each counter on target artifact, creature, or land, put another of those counters on that permanent. You know, some people for some reason when they read it, which is what we ended up doing, will, will read it as if it says for each type of counter. Yeah. Instead of for each counter, right?
0: Still don't understand why they templated that templated it that way. When you know something like I guess double all the counters doesn't make any sense, does it?
2: No, because you have to look at what they
1: are. I would think it would make sense. Um.
2: Hmm. But anyway, it it got us. Our bad. Experiment credit is still better though. (laughs) Yes. Well, on that, I, 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 I refuse to sway. Yes, it's way better.
0: <laughs> so, this is actually the first time that we have recorded
1: with each other since that happened. So, uh, yeah. I think technically the commander game happened after it, but we hadn't yet realized what had gone wrong. Well, no, yeah. we did. We just forgot
0: to mention it during those games. <laughs> oh, okay. Cause we talked we about were... it beforehand. We were
2: playing magic, yo.
0: Yeah, we were busy. We had. We had haymakers and battle cruisers to fool with.
2: <laughs> jeez.
0: Yeah, so I'm glad everybody enjoyed that episode, or at least the ones that said they enjoyed it actually did enjoy it because it was a blast to play. Let me just
1: tell you. Oh man. Yeah, when I listened to it, I had forgotten some of the completely wild stuff that had gone on, even some of the stuff that had happened to me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at Brian with Bruna. Uh She gets all these. That was a different game. Yeah, that was a different. Was that a different game. Well, that one will always be etched in my memory. Yeah. So I don't think we recorded
0: that game, did we?
1: No, we didn't. Okay. Well, that's too bad.
0: So John, who was the fifth guy, was playing Bruna. Uh, yeah. You know, the 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 angel with all the auras. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, the white the white blue angel.
0: And he had gone through his library and picked out a bunch of auras with various other cards. You know.
2: It was the best use of mirror uh, mirror bl- mirror mad mirror mad phantasms. Yeah. <laughs> Ever. That's how we did it,
0: yeah. He so he like, had this, like, massive stack of auras.
2: We killed that Bruna how many times? Oh, every time, except for the last one. I almost felt bad for him, because he's like, play it, and we're like, kill it, play it, kill it, and eventually we're just like, all right, okay, whatever. He's like, all right, ba ba <laughs> That's why you have to kill it.
0: <laughs> but he swung with it, and he goes, Bruna, and he had his, he had his graveyard separated into two piles, one of normal cards, and one of aura's. <laughs> and he just picks it up and goes, Bruno gets this. And just drops this, like... And it did... Like, it was a cathode. <laughs> and like, gets this. I took a picture of it. It was so funny. You and, like, my quit. gift
2: of immortality. <laughs> like, just randomly.
0: Yeah, and he snatched uh, uh, Brian's aura, too, just because it was funny.
2: <laughs> it's an aura. It's on the battlefield. You can take it.
0: <laughs> but, like I said, if you, if you check... uh our Twitter account, at the Mana Pool. there's a picture of it, of a Bruno with this giant stack of cards on it. And he just went, kathunk. And Brian goes, am I dead? And we're like, yeah, we're pretty sure you're dead. And Brian's like, okay, I'm dead.
1: Yeah, but then we all had to work together to figure out how much life John was supposed to gain from it. <laughs> the, uh, what is
2: that? That, that took, took a, a while. Celestial something that doubles your life. Oh, yeah. God.
0: Yeah, one of them gave it Life Link and there was a Celestial Mantle.
2: Yeah, Yeah. So... And it had all sorts of protection. We're talking like protection from creatures and island walk and swamp walk and me walk and denim walk and- I
0: think it had legendary land walk too. uh,
2: That would not surprise me. So there was, there was no blocking, only Zool.
3: (laughs) Yeah, there was.
0: But it was, it was really, it was really a trip. Yeah. So anyway. But we did record a second live episode there that we will throw out eventually whenever we need it, you know whenever it suits us, yeah, so let's see, so that's two things to apologize for, and then reminiscing about all of that. Are, are we done with that stuff now?
1: I
2: think so.
0: Mike think Mike had a story.
2: Mike had yeah.
1: a story had a little anecdote when i was when I was home for Thanksgiving, um, I think uh Bill saw my post on our forums about the Winchester draft of Mirage that I did with my brother.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and Bill sent me, Bill sent me uh, in a, uh, innocent message said, uh, hey, are you in Hillsborough? And I said, yeah. And it turned out that to, to get people in the door that Friday night, um, after Thanksgiving, John was, uh, John was doing an Innistrad draft. So I'm like, hey. So I got to go up to the toy factory and see John. I hadn't seen him in a while. I got to see Bill. I hadn't seen him in a while and I got to draft Innistrad. And sometimes, sometimes, sometimes I don't miss the weird way that drafts at the Toy Factory get done sometimes, but sometimes I do miss them. Um, with with the number of people that we ended up with, there was one pot of seven and one pot of six. Ooh. I ended up in the pot of six. And you can build some pretty ridiculous stuff in odd-sized uh, pods. You and, can. Like that. Um, I actually started out trying to build a, a, a spider spawning miller self deck. Because mm-hmm. I first picked a spider spawning just because it was a good card. Mm-hmm. And then my next pick was a um a forbidden alchemy so i'm like hey and then the deck just kind of stopped coming to me and like halfway through almost halfway through the second pack i finally decided to stop what i was doing turn around and start picking up the amazing werewolf deck that was being passed around that nobody even cared about and um so 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 here's here, here's how well the, the deck turned out all things told like when i separated out the the playables in my in my colors. I had exactly um twenty five playable cards to choose from. Oh. So I only had to cut two cards, but still I didn't lose every match. <laughs> in fact I only lost to the guys who uh I think we did four rounds, something like that. Um I only lost to the guys who got some of the cards that I should have been picking up in the first pack. With <laughs> my other opponents I beat. It was amazing. I only ended up with thirteen creatures, almost all of them were werewolves, but in my non creature cards, I had three moon mists and three full moon's rise. So that means my creatures stayed on the battlefield a lot so mm-hmm. wow. <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's great to pick the card you want and let the full moon's rise wheel all the way around because no one wants to have for their deck mm-hmm. except me mm-hmm.
2: that's great. Anistrod was always a fun set to draft it, it could actually if you 're drafting with in Smart people, it could be really, really hard to do correctly because there was so mm-hmm. much depth. It was not just about
1: getting good cards. There was so much synergy, yeah, and synergy. <laughs> and that spider spawning I first picked even made it into the deck. And the two oh, yeah. games where I got a chance to play it, it won me the game. It is a it is a good card. I was I was picking
2: up spider spawnings long before that deck actually, like, came about before people figure out how to do that, because it was just good. I remember I played a, a draft at Lucky's one time, and I just, I played against the guy that got all the red, and he just kept wiping the board with various burn spells and with, like, um Blasphemous Act, and I just would go, like, play this, play this, play this, everything that's wiped, spider spawning, replay the spider spawning, had it kissing cage breakers, and you're... <laughs> Keep killing my stuff. It's okay. It'll, it'll be all right. Okay. Yeah.
1: Wow, spider spawning and the Cage Breakers. That's that's fantastic. Yeah. So,
2: well, great. Uh, did you get anything for your troubles?
1: Did I get anything for my troubles? Um, I think everybody ended up getting uh, a pack for participating.
2: Okay. Um,
1: and that's I cool. cannot remember what I got in my Theros pack. I remember it being something that I saw and was like, oh. That's, that's not too bad. That's actually pretty cool, but I can't remember what it was. Clearly it rocked your world. Yeah, obviously.
2: <laughs>
1: but, yeah, that was fun. Sweet. How's Sweet. Bill doing? Uh, Bill's Bill's doing pretty well. Good. Yeah, it's was good to talk to him. I guess while she was still BRBing, um, the Winchester draft I did with my brother was interesting. I ended up picking up a, a pretty good red and white flanking deck. Then I filled out the rest of, uh, what I needed to, to make a 40 card deck with some black cards I picked up on the side. Both Thompson and I ended up competing over white and he got some really good stuff too. Uh, his was mainly white and green with, um, with some more black cards that, that he had gotten. But I mean, it's amazing how, how tough, uh, wildfire emissary is. Cause with four toughness, he just does not die in combat unless he's taking out two other creatures. The what, grand set? Of time. What's,
2: what set was this? Remind me.
1: This was Mirage. Okay. You remember Wildfire emissary for Red and three, he's two four elemental. Um, yeah. Yeah. And for Red and one, he gets plus and plus elemental in turn. Oh, and he has protection from white.
0: I was gonna say you almost yeah. left out the most important part.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Back in the day, it was a pretty hot card because the four toughness made him immune to lightning bolt and a lot of lightning bolt incinerate and, and a lot of combat. And Pro-White made immune to source of plowshares.
2: I remember when they released Mirage on Magic Online, and um, I did a couple drafts of that, and it was like that Wildfire Emissary was one of the cards to get. So, mm-hmm. yeah, sweet.
1: Okay. Yeah, so that's what I did uh, Thanksgiving weekend at the house. Hmm. Sweet.
2: Sounds like a very good Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was. I had turkey.
1: <laughs> Me
0: too.
2: <laughs> oh I made God. the turkey.
0: I did not make the turkey.
2: We had no cranberries.
0: Communism. I mean, nothing. Carrie
2: made gravy, though.
0: Ooh. I, um, I I was a walking stereotype on, uh, what is that? Thanksgiving. Well, except for, I guess, uh, a family fight. Uh, I I went home.
2: (laughs) I hear I thought he was going to dress as a pilgrim and shoot some Native Americans. (laughs)
0: Uh, I couldn't find Squanto. Okay. (laughs) That was was too awful. soon, too soon. <laughs> too soon. I, Why? What uh, happened
2: to Squanto? <laughs> <laughs> what is it too soon
0: for? I actually saw Squanto this weekend. He he came by and hung out for a bit. It was cool. But um yeah, I, I went home to the parents' house and for the first time in recorded history, the old man was pretty sure this was the first time it had ever happened. Uh mom did not go see Nana for Thanksgiving hmm. because mom had just spent two months taking care of Nana, so she was sick of Nana. Oh. So <laughs> she Nana had um, Rotator cuff repair surgery. And mom went up there to watch after her and make sure she didn't screw something up and, you know, have to get research resurgeried. Resurged. Whatever. Resurged. Resurged, yeah. And so mom was home, you know, like at the house for Thanksgiving, which was weird. And we uh we ate turkey and ham and cranberry sauce because you have to, or else you you know, you're a communist. And all kinds of good stuff. And then and then Sat on the couch watching football and dozed off. Just, <laughs> nice. just a walking stereotype or a sleeping stereotype, I guess. It was awesome.
2: Sounds good to me. So actually,
0: nothing interesting at all happened. I just felt like saying all that, <laughs> and I apologize, but I don't care. Oh well. So should we get to some news? There's a little bit of
2: news. Yeah, let's Quite do some news. news. A little bit. I have, I have the wrong. They're killing magic. Wait, that's not news. They've been doing that for twenty doing years. Doing that
0: for years, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And yet it refuses to die. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's a, a a new horde thing,
1: or there will be for the horde. No, a new, a new challenge deck for um, uh One of the gods game day. No more Hydras, No more books. Keep going. <laughs> I'm just
2: gonna say things. No you more Hercules well
0: dirty looks. Oh. <laughs> uh. person jackson what
1: i don't actually have the page open what's the name of it again
0: uh it just says battle the horde
1: battle the horde okay yeah and and it looks like it seemed to be this time instead of fighting a big old hydra you're fighting um the savage minotaur horde
0: because it's got two there's three four that might be five minotaurs on this uh art you can see here yeah. I can't tell if that's another Minotaur, just a piece of another one. There's two in the foreground, two in the background, maybe another one back there.
1: Yeah. And since this is uh quest number six on the hero's path, that means each person will be able to use uh five hero cards to supplement their decks, which means this one is going to be quite a measure more difficult than the than the face the hydra challenge. Ooh. Yeah.
0: Look at the big brain on Mike. <laughs>
1: Wait now, what's the name?
0: Look at the big brain on Brad. Okay, I remember that.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Oh man, if the last one is going to be so hard that it'll actually be balanced against eight uh hero cards, do you think it'll actually be um like the ascended, the ascended Xenagos? Yeah,
0: quite possibly. Oh, that would be cool. It'll be like the Hero Clix Galactus. Yeah. Oh, that would be banging. Awesome! Called it! Called it! Zen- right there, Zen- Mike's Zen- got it.
2: Face the horde. It's face the god. <laughs> hmm.
0: So, yeah, the link to that will be in the show notes. As soon as I write it, that'll uh ban. And then something adorable was announced this week. Oh. And you know what? I'm not even going to talk about it. Somebody else do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh, my God. Sorry.
1: Yeah, for the past several years, Wizards had, has um, distributed a, a special... Holiday card among staff and uh, select people as promotional items, and this year it's the Stalking Tiger. Stalking, as in a thing that is hung by the chimney with care. Carrie
2: didn't get it at first. I'm like, "There's a card named Stalking Tiger," and she's like,
1: "Oh, so
2: <laughs> you have to
1: you have to kind of get that <laughs> reference." And he's oh. so cute, and he's uh, attacking a little reindeer sock by the neck, and yeah, oh, it's just it's just amazing. And
2: I've always been a fan of booster tutor in uh in unhinged, so I I kind of like the way that this quote unquote works too.
1: <laughs> yeah, this this is silver bordered, so it's only um playable in in games where people are cool with that. And uh for five man, it's a three three artifact creature cat construct, which I'm sure plenty of people there sold in it already. Cat construct, <laughs> uh, but stalking tiger enters the battlefield with a sealed magic booster pack under it. And when Stalking Tiger deals combat damage to a player, unwrap the booster pack and put it into your hand. <laughs> How cool is that stuff? What you're supposed to do with the advertisement card, I don't know, but this is silver Border land, so you figure it out. <laughs> it's one of those cards you can discard.
2: You're always getting a land. <laughs> yes, you'll always get a land. That helps a lot. Well, depending on oh, now, so it doesn't. Say,
0: have, you might have a really old booster.
2: Yeah. No, that's really true. old, like you know, more than five Arabian years Knights ago.
0: Mountain. yes, yes. <laughs> Here's 50 bucks or whatever those are worth. Real,
2: what, what's the quote on? uh What's the quote on Booster Tutor? Real men use Arabian Nights. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, and I love the flavor text on the stocking tiger. It says, "Just hope yours isn't full of cold golems."
4: Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna die.
2: He actually is, you know. Yeah, yeah, the, I have the diabetes now, cause
0: this is so sweet! <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the arts by Therese Nielsen, that always helps. Yes, it does. <laughs> okay, enough of that. I'm gonna close this tab before- Oh, I didn't get the freaking URL. <laughs> Open it
2: again. Open it again, and,
4: oh, look at him! <laughs> uh, anyway.
2: Possibly my favorite uh, holiday card since gifts given. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of seasoned beatings. I thought it was okay, but yeah, it was all
0: right. Naughty,
2: nice was pretty good. Elemental's good.
0: Yay Fruitcake. cake! Was he indestructible? Because he should be.
2: Yes, fruit cake elemental he was, was in fact indestructible. Yes, Excellent. he now has indestructibility. Oh, weird.
1: No, he has indestructible. Right. Oh, sorry.
2: Which, from an English standpoint, makes me go. <laughs> 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 it's like has cheeseburger. <laughs>
0: Yay yeah, has
2: <laughs> How can
0: a person Oh
2: man has cheeseburger
0: I I missed this um yesterday what? but uh mtgmerch.com now
2: has uh mana symbol hoodies for oh, yeah. 50 freaking bucks but yeah I saw that I did not know if it was really worth talking about myself but
1: I don't buy the merch
2: I don't either but these are really pretty Yeah
1: I I I, I don't wear t-shirts as often as I used to, just because I I can't. There's there's no opportunity for me to really, except like at my apartment, yeah, you know, sitting around.
2: In which case you don't really care what it says, yeah. as long as it you know doesn't say anything offensive. And why are you wearing something that you wear that you would offend yourself? <laughs> hey, take that off, okay? And something
0: else that I saw while I was in GP uh, at GPDC that I didn't realize was official. There's a plush toy.
2: Yeah, I saw oh, yeah. that, too.
0: So, for those who don't remember, uh, was the guy on uh Totally Lost, the little one-eyed homunculus dude, or whatever he was. Yeah. And I'm he's sure. he's so cute. And I saw a guy that had one, and I walked past and I stopped. I went, dude. He's like, what? I'm like, is that a... <laughs> pff? And he goes, yeah. Is that how you pronounce that? I was like, I'm pretty sure it's pronounced... Pff. He goes, yeah, that's a... Then... <laughs> I was like, "Well, you're p- so cute." And he's like, well, Thank you."
1: <laughs>
0: and then I walked off, you know, like you do.
1: Yeah. But at the time, did you just figure he got it off a of seat or something like that?
0: Yeah, I figured it was just some little thing that he had that looked like a. P-. But no, it's an actual. P-. Yeah, That's I
3: bet so that cute. was such a fun conversation.
0: It totally was. <laughs> I'm also mature.
1: <laughs> PG rated? Uh, no. No. Only, only for the duration of that conversation.
0: Very much so. But yeah, these. Uh, I only brought up these hoodies because I just saw them. But it's. Uh, I I, I wish that I could like feel these because it says it's a cotton polyester blend zip hoodie. God, uh-huh. a zip hoodie would be nice. I've only got one, and it's a little crappy fleece one. But uh, I don't know. I I always am hesitant to buy. Clothes online just because like, oh, this looks really cool and you get it. It's the crappy t-shirt, like, feels mm-hmm. like ass is gonna fall apart in the washer and you're like, damn it!
1: Well, uh, let me tell you, my, my Rakdos t-shirt is definitely not a crappy t-shirt.
0: Oh, that's true. So, you have so one at
1: one least, t-shirt. so at least for those t-shirts, they, they picked good quality stuff to, to print on. Yeah, oh, that's good. At least as far as I know from the one shirt.
0: <laughs> well, hey, <laughs> that's a good sample size when it's a, a website like that, so. <laughs> Word. Okay. So why not? I'll throw a, I'll throw a link to MTG merch in there too, just in case anybody can't find it from MTGmerch.com, you know. Mm-hmm. Merch. Control V. Merch, merch. And that way he doesn't become the flesh reaver, or whatever. <laughs>
1: That's a different website.
0: Oh right, right. <laughs> so, I feel like we should like shoot the breeze for another like 10 or 15 minutes and then take a musical break, but... <laughs>
2: I mean, it's not like
0: it's outside
1: of our ability.
2: I wish I had a Mad Lib ready. I'll try and have one for next week. But I just did not have time today. So you can just, hey, quick, give me a creature type. (laughs) Merch. Merch. Keep feeding it or it'll eat you. Yeah.
1: So... Yeah, today's story is stuff I can see from my chair. <laughs> <laughs> so one day, Grizzlebrand...
0: Grizzlebrand!
3: Uh, Grizzlebrand!
1: Pacifism over to the window and... <laughs>
0: and played the rock band drum kit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, weird dorks. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, speaking of, of dorky stuff, I, I was gonna do all this on the, uh, the final thought, but screw it. Uh, I have been really caught up in dorky stuff to watch here lately, mm-hmm. and some of it is just brilliant. Such as? Such as, one, uh, I saw that the Dresden Files was falling off of the Netflix Instant Q, and it's something I've been meaning to watch for like ever. That's an approximation. So I finally just watched the first episode and I was like, ah! And I ended up watching like the first five episodes that that night. It was huh. it's based on the novels by Jim Butcher, and the series, while it, it was on Sci-Fi, it only lasted one season. So there are only twelve episodes in existence, and they were really good. Like they were really good. I was very sad that there was only one season, even though this is years later. Because I think this is from like oh something, oh four maybe, oh nine. I don't know. Yeah. It was a while ago but uh it was it was really good so anyone that that hasn't seen the Dresden files i highly recommend you watch it it's about uh, uh harry dresden who is a wizard and but but he he lives in chicago and he's a private investigator and a wizard <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was it was really well written the, the special effects were cool it's got a guy who looks just like house who is his uh ghost bob i can't remember house what's his name Laura Hugh Laurie, there we go. It looks like him, but it's not him. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know his name, but it looks like him. I had to go look it up. I'm like, is it is it Hugh Laurie? It's not Hugh Laurie, is it? No, it's not actually. But uh, so that was really good. And then YouTube is is a horrible thing for me. Uh, I found Game Theory, and anyone who's heard me talk about this on Monday Night Magic, I apologize. But why are you listening to that show? That show sucks. But <laughs> it's uh it, it's a guy who takes video games and tries to use them to learn something, or applies real-world logic or something like that to it. Like, for instance, he took Frogger, nice, simple Atari 2600 game, Frogger, and he looked at the color of the frog, and the traffic, and the other animals in the game, and the fact that the frog couldn't swim, and determined that from all of these things, that most likely it was a tree frog that lives in Australia. But it's much more in depth than that. But it's just crazy.
1: <laughs> that's actually huh, that's actually pretty neat.
0: And uh, like there there's one that uh, is why the Final Fantasy games are anti-religion. Because if you think about Final Fantasy games, they are really not real big on organized religion.
1: You know? Yeah. I'm, if if you stop and think for more than maybe like thirty seconds, I <laughs> think you start to realize that.
2: Yeah. I was trying to remember if I knew this, and yeah, I've actually seen some of these videos. I saw one about the Zelda timeline. Why the Zelda timeline's wrong? That one was really good. I, that one was not my favorite of the ones that he did, but, no, uh, but, I, I, but I like his work, don't get me wrong, so...
0: Yeah, one, like, uh, one of the most recent ones
2: was, uh oh, hang on, hang on. Uh, I saw one about uh, Pokemon and ev- evolution... <laughs> Um. Yeah,
0: he's got a bunch on uh, Pokemon. Uh, he's got a series of two on why Mario uh, has serious uh, mental problems. Mm-hmm. And that one was- You would too, if dude, you Dude, those two floored me. The way he- the, the detail he goes into looking at Mario's behaviors and, and proclivities. Oh my god, I might never have uh, play a Mario game with a straight face again.
2: I think I might Dude, have seen one of those. I just pulled up YouTube, and before even searching for anything, it said, Recommended for You Game Theory <laughs> is Link Dead in Majora's Mask. That and one have, was
0: amazing.
2: I have not seen that one.
0: So, ha- ha- what are the steps of grief, or the stages of grief? Are there four, or five, or nine? What's the number? Does anyone know? Stop their heads.
1: I think there are, there are five. Yeah, I read an article about Majora's sure Mask masking the Stages of Grief. Yeah. The, the theory is that
0: each of the uh, the towns you hit in order are the five stages of grief, because the first is Denial, and in the very first town, n- nobody, everyone's like, what, no, there's not, what, we're good, we're good, nothing. Mm-hmm. And it just goes from there, and all of the characters you meet are characters that you met in other games and stuff like that, and the theory is that this is actually like purgatory or something.
1: Wow. And it's yeah. really cool. I mean, like all all of the all of the character models and some of the enemy models are taken um from Ocarina of Time. Yeah. And and, and inserted into this game.
0: But uh like these, and these are just a few, he's got a bunch. Uh and the, they're all they're all really good. I hate to keep saying that, but oh my god. Every one of these I've watched, I'm like uh. Hmm. But uh there's one more that I really wanted to uh, where is
1: it? One more game theory thing, or one more...
0: Game- no, one one more game theory that was a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. Do, 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 do. Oh, he looked... Like, for instance, he throws uh, science into it every once in a while. Like, game theory, can Dig Dug pop a human? You guys remember Dig Dug? He had the little <laughs> thing in it. Yes. And his, uh, the bad guy would blow up?
4: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: And then there's one about whether or not uh Link's actual quest in Majora's Mask is pointless. And he's looking at the size of the moon and getting a general idea of its its size and mass and how fast it's moving to determine if it's actually going to do anything when it hits the ground.
2: <laughs> it's not moving real fast.
0: Actually. Exactly. So it's it all of these are just really well done and he ends them all with after all it's just a theory. A game theory. And every time he says that I'm like ah, ah, cuz I'm a I'm a total fanboy now it's awful. <laughs> But not only that, but a listener, hang on, he just tweeted me again, uh, a listener turned me on to, uh, Dominic, Dominic turned me on to Death Battle on ScrewAttack. I, I told t- you about, I told you about Death Battle. Well, you didn't give me a link and I promptly forgot. <sighs> <But laughs> okay. He sent me a link, he's like, here, check this out. And I clicked on it and I was like, oh no, this looks awesome. Yeah, Death Battle is on uh, ScrewAttack's uh, YouTube channel. And it, it's also on ScrewTech.com, I'd assume. And it's, uh, they take two, like, geek culture characters and analyze all their abilities and skills and armor and weapons and all that and pit them against each other in a death battle! Like, the very first one was Samus from Metroid versus Boba Fett. Uh, because they're both, you know, bounty hunters who wear space armor. Duh. Yeah. And after, after they, they analyze what's going on and you watch the commercial, they have sprites. You know, like uh, eight or 16-bit spreads who actually fight it out. And it's really amazingly well done and hugely entertaining.
2: Have you watched all of them
0: yet? Uh No. I'm still working on season one. The last one I watched actually, yeah, right before we got started here was <laughs> Starscream from Transformers versus <laughs> Rainbow Dash.
2: Yes. From uh My Little Pony. Jeez. That either that one or um, Doctor Wiley versus Doctor Robotnik are my favorites. That's actually the next one up. So, oh, you need to watch it after we're done. You just uh,
0: to- I will. Yeah. So, all all of these things are what have been eating up my free time, or in the background while I post shows for MTGcasts. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. The the YouTube channel for Game Theory is actually the Game Theorists. You search for that, you'll find it, and then the YouTube channel for Death Battle is Screw Attack. so... Yeah. Okay, I guess I guess that's enough nonsense, right? Do you guys have anything non-magicky before we uh, take a musical break and get right into the coolness?
1: Um, um, that was cool. Nah, the only thing I can think <laughs> of is something I was just going to save for the final thought anyway. Oh, okay. Hmm. Nope, I'm good.
0: Are you good? Okay. So... Okay, so since we didn't record for... Like three weeks, or I'm sorry, three weeks. <laughs> Not approximating anymore. Somewhere between, you know, three and twelve weeks. Uh, and we're, we're back at it. <clears throat> let's, let's play some appropriate music and let's go old school with it. Let's go with, uh, the very first song from the very first Proto album, Hope Rides Again. Cause that's what we're doing. Yeah. We are your hope <laughs> and we are riding again. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Enjoy some Proto Man. <laughs> we'll be right back. He had
2: set his skillful
1: hands to the task of creating a device to bring about a change. To create a machine to bring freedom. To create a man to save the world. Twelve years, works, and on a cold night, the year 2000X, Proto Man was born. A perfect man. An unbeatable machine. Hell-bent on destroying every evil standing between man and
2: freedom. Built for one purpose. To destroy Wiley's army of evil robots. Ready?
0: Will I prepare to fight! So, yay DMX. Wait, no. Yay, Proto-Men. <laughs> and yay... Uh, what? Well, so Also, while you were listening to the Proto-Men, <clears throat> I finished off my uh, Briar's Rocky Road ice cream. And that was glorious. You know, people should really be paying us for this. You know that?
2: <laughs> I made homemade oatmeal cookies Ooh. on, on like, Friday. And they were all gone. So now, was made- it
0: like Friday or was it Friday? <laughs>
2: I think it was Friday. So I made... No, it was Sunday. Uh, Aha, so it was like Friday. It it was Sunday, and they were all gone. So I made more yesterday, and I had some of those for dessert. They don't last very long in this household.
0: Because of you, I'm guessing.
2: Well... Me and Carrie, but I'm probably the major proponent.
0: It's all you. Good lord. Don't tell her that her voice came through on the last, uh, that commander episode.
2: Oh dear. Yeah. It did? Yeah.
1: I won't. The word, the word yes. (laughs) That was all.
2: Yes. I won't tell her or, or you're gonna find your servers hacked. And she doesn't even know how to do that. She'll just figure out how to do it.
0: She'll do it with her mind.
2: (laughs) That's what I was thinking.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, old versus new old versus old new versus
2: new you yes. really need some like theme music. Da, da da
0: da. no that's not it
2: <laughs> at this point in the process <laughs> <It's> too late <laughs> we literally have two and a half guilds to do- to go
0: i don't know what you're talking about so uh we're doing the gruul clans is that what they were yes, yes. When they were clans like they weren't combine or league i mean you know, they, they pretty much dropped that after the first
1: ravnica yeah, I think because for a lot of people, it's hard to remember.
2: That could be. Yeah. What Since you mean, like the, the the little identities given to each one, like,
0: like the, the the proper name, like the Isit League or the Azorius Senate or the Simic Combine. They just became the Simic
1: and the, the Azorius. The, the, the Celestia Conclave. the yeah. Gari. Um, uh, swarm. No. Swarm. Yeah. Is it swarm? Okay. I think
2: so. Lord. I think they. I mean, they would occasionally reference it. I don't know if they were completely gone and returned to Ravnica, but it certainly was not a big part of it.
0: What was Orzhov? Council? No. Syndicate. Syndicate. Yeah. Well, now we got to go through the rest. Uh... No, we don't. No, we don't. Apparently not, because I don't remember any of the others.
3: <laughs> See? You definitely don't remember the demiri
0: Yeah. What were they? They were just the Demir. Ah,
3: you don't they? know what they are.
0: They it's, didn't have
3: a. It's it's House Demir.
0: Oh, House Demir. Yeah, yeah. So. Blue so we did we did all the blue ones. <laughs>
1: did we accidentally get all of them in one go? Surely not. We had um, them. the the Boros League Ooh, said that. Legion,
0: yeah. Legion, all right. That's the one I think that might be the one we missed. Okay. Now I have to go to the advanced gatherer search and look at the watermarks. Forest of Miracle Gar Gruel is it Mirin. Whoops, nope, that's something else the Phyrexian, whoops, no, that's something, Ractos, what were Ragdos? The cult of Ragdos. Cult, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: <clears throat> so we we got all of a Boros and Ragdos, that's pretty good for us. <clears throat> but anyway, we're doing, uh, the Gruel Clans.
2: Yes. So. So. No,
0: go ahead. The, uh, the ability, right? That's where we start? The ability, that's
1: where we yes. start. Yes. <clears throat> the mechanic.
0: Yes, the mechanic, that's the word, look, we're three weeks out here, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the mechanic in original Ravnica for the Gruul, Gruul are the red-green ones, remember. They're sort of nomadic and crazy and beat things. <laughs> Our uh, was bloodthirst. Tim Allen. Yeah, that's actually what I was going for. Very good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Terrible version of a pick though. I was watching, I know this has nothing to do with magic, but I was watching Toy Story the other day, and we watched the first Toy Story with Sam, and I saw something and I was like, Ha ah! and Carrie's like, Why are you going crazy? And it's because um in the scene where Woody and Buzz are stuck in Sid's house and there's a um and and Woody is stuck under an egg carton. And you may or may not remember that. That that's okay. Yeah, that's there okay. is there is a tool chest on top of the egg on top of the egg carton holding it down and it's a Benford Tools. <laughs> <laughs> little chest.
0: I never noticed that. I never really? noticed that. You guys have never seen like, that. Oh,
2: that's awesome. And Kerry's like, okay. 911, my husband is crazy. But, so. So anyway, I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, so yes, they're crazy, they're nomads. They really don't have much structure and anyone, um in the guild can be the leader if they are willing to kill the previous leader. Borborigmos is the leader because nobody can kill him. <laughs> yeah so far
1: yeah i th- I think uh for a time they had they had kind of taken over the stewardship of of ramnica 's nature and and wild places yeah after after the semi combine kind of abandoned that and started doing experimentation with nature instead, but after that, it just kind of fell apart, like brian said they don 't have any clear structure
2: their view on nature, whereas the Selesnia view nature is something to be cared for, cared for, and tended like a garden. Their their view is that nature is best when it's left completely alone and really alone, like free to eat itself, survival of the fittest kind of stuff. Nature Um,
0: nature is not a garden in the backyard. Nature is wild.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: They
2: they're always talking about like boar gods and and something you know. So they're they they believe in in um, the might of right or the right of might, whichever you know.
1: Might makes right. And, and, and in a lot of ways they end up being anti-civilization, uh, which puts them at odds with the rest of Ravnica's population. Pretty much, um, yeah. There's, a, there's a great little flavor text quote on Tin Street Hooligan, and it's talking about a gruel holiday called, uh, Rokchav. And basically yeah. it's whenever anyone decides that, hey, today is Rockchov. the, the flavor quote, the flavor text says, Rockchov's like a holiday, only it isn't on the calendars. And instead of dancing, you knock people flat. And instead of giving gifts, you break stuff. <laughs> so Rockchub is basically whenever anyone decides that they want an excuse to, to go break stuff and be a jackass and, and have fun. Yeah.
0: Oh, I gotta remember that at work tomorrow.
2: It's good, <laughs> it's good to be gruel, I think.
0: Bam! Happy Rakshav, mother motherfucker. Uh, anyway.
2: <laughs> so, so their mechanic is the keyword. Is it keyword or a ability word? I don't always it's know a the difference. This, this uh, is a keyword. Yeah. Bloodthirst.
0: And it As has a number. Vampires. No, wait.
2: And it has a number next to it. Um, and what it means is, if an opponent was dealt damage the turn that this creature entered the battlefield, this creature enters the battlefield with that many plus one plus one counters. Not that many equal to the damage necessarily, but the blood for thirst value. For example, the the one drop, Scarrigan Pit Skulk, uh, for a single green is a one one human warrior. And has bloodthirst of one. So if the opponent, any opponent was dealt damage before this guy enters the battlefield, he's a two two or he's got a plus one plus one counter on, I should say. And then creatures with power less than his power can't block him. So I mean, right away he walks through walls, zero yeah. power walls. So that's pretty cool. Um, so I think, uh, I think it's a good mechanic. I think it's very flavorful. It They were able to do it without making it completely broken because it had the set amount. It wasn't variable. Uh, and it led to some fairly interesting, uh, applications. You have the straightforward commons, and then at the uncommon, you know, sc- Scab Clan Mauler was tournament playable. Like, so people... He was common, wasn't it? It, he? Oh, he was common too? He wasn't an uncommon? Holy cow. Holy crap. For, for a red and a green, he's a 1-1 human berserker with bloodthirst of 2 and trample. And that meant you could get a 3-3 for 2 mana with trample. It was basically like a slightly conditional watch wolf <laughs> in yeah. aggressive colors.
1: Yeah, there's only uh, the, only two of the creatures with bloodthirst don't have any other abilities. The rest of them have some pretty interesting abilities, a lot of them being power-based. Yeah. And, and yeah, like Brian said, that turns into some very interesting plays. Yeah.
0: And, and like one of them that doesn't, the, the Gorkland Savage, he doesn't have any other abilities because he has Bloodthirst 3. <laughs> yeah. So he's a 2-3 or he's a 5-6. So. Yeah. Uh, what's so, the other? Oh, the Bloodthirst blood Yeah. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, Blood Scale Prowler. And then when you go up the rarity tree, you do see things like Gristleback, which Mike mentioned is one of those ones where it cares about its power. It's a 2-2 two, two for two and a green that you can sacrifice to gain life equal to its power. And it's got bloodthirst of one. So you can just run it out there as a 2-2, two, two, sack it, get two life at some point. But if they've been dealt damage and it comes in with a plus one plus one counter, if you end up sacking it, you get a greater benefit in addition to just being a bigger creature. Yeah. And then um, the Petrified Woodkin actually has Bloodthirst of X, and X is the amount of damage that was dealt to all your opponents this turn. So that is kind of, it's a fairly clean, even though that's the only X one, it makes sense because you're like, that's, it's that much damage. But it does cost 7 to play, it is a 3-3. Uh, Bloodthirst X Can't be countered Protection from instance I don't Seriously, think I guys. ever Seriously. realized
0: That he had protection from instance And if yeah. I did it did. I don't think any That's, of us ever really played with him
2: Because he costs 7 But they were really like Hey Control You don't like him And I guess somebody in R&D said Alright he's got to be really expensive <laughs> So
0: Yeah nowadays yeah.
2: No not so, nowadays
0: I'm I really think I should put this in some sort of EDH deck.
2: Yeah. Mike, Mike still plays with the Scarrigan, Scarrigan Firebird, don't you? Don't you? Oh yeah, I
1: play with the Scarrigan awesome. Firebird in, um, in multiple decks. Scarrigan Firebird is awesome.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, for, for, for two red and four, he's a three, three, uh, flying phoenix. He has bloodthirst three, so that's awesome. And he has another ability, uh, for, you can pay three red and return him from your graveyard to your hand. Play this ability only if an opponent was dealt damage this turn. So it's kind of like a Bloodthirst Phoenix regrow.
0: Yeah.
1: But it ends up being... That's pretty cheap compared to the regrow on a lot of other uh, Phoenix cards that you see, which is why it it has that... um, you got to jump through a little hoop. It's actually a pretty big hoop. It's not that difficult to deal any damage to your opponents. (laughs) (laughs) I got this hoop. Step through. (laughs) Okay. And and late in the game, you know, it won't be too rare of an occasion where you find yourself, oh, I damaged my opponent. I can pay nine to pull him back and replay him. I have a 6-6 six, six flyer. Go. <laughs> there, there was a
0: time when a 6-6 six, six flyer for red, nine was fine. <laughs> 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 Mind you, it was like the Thursday before they finished with Alpha, but still. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but the fact that you can keep getting it back over and over again makes yeah, it pretty yeah. strong. So.
0: So that, but bloodthirst in general, it's all about
2: it's on creatures.
0: Opponents. It's it's only on creatures. It's all about hurting your opponents. And it's all about making your guys bigger, uh, biggerer, I guess you should say. So I,
2: I almost said it could only ever be on creatures, and that makes sense because it's only power and it's it's a plus one plus one counter. But I wonder if you could ever make something like a time bomb with bloodthirst. You know that. You know, you sack it and it deals damage and it deals extra damage if it's got a counter or maybe something like uh, a wake up kind of guy.
0: You know, a man land with
2: bloodthirst would actually be
0: badass beyond all recognition. Oh, wow. Wouldn't that be cool?
2: That would be sweet. You punch your opponent
0: and then play a land with a plus one, plus one counter on it that could maybe turn into a
2: dude. It's a great learning tool. And I know it's not course at time, but it's a great learning tool for, why would I ever... You know, this is worthless. Why would I ever play this? I have to play lands during my first main phase. Oh, I can play them in my second main phase. Cool.
0: So there's Brian. Always looking to help out the new guy.
2: That's me. <laughs> and hey, I want to see this in Corset 2015. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Now they brought well, that- Bloodthirst back in. Was it M11?
2: It was M12? M12, M- 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 because M13 was exalted. was exalted, and M14 was slivers, kind of.
1: Kind of. Okay. So yeah, yeah M- but because because M11 was scry. Right. Okay.
0: I was trying to remember where Scry fit in. So yeah. yeah, they brought it back in supposedly M twelve, uh, and made it all vampiric. So like the vampire creatures had it, which yeah. is yeah.
1: It's there, were, the, there were still some some wild, crazy red creatures that
0: had it. Oh that's true, yeah. But they right. also they moved it into black too, which made perfect sense, which is really good for uh just how uh intuitive and flavorful this ability is. Yeah.
2: yeah. Although I I think one of the reasons they were able to put it in a corset was exactly how how intuitive it really is. It it doesn't take very long to figure it out. Has an opponent been dealt damage this turn? Yes, no. If no, nothing. If yes, <laughs> it comes in with counters. It's, I mean, it, it, it's not all that difficult to find out. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. So that's,
2: again, that's creatures, all about hurting your opponent, making your dudes bigger. Seems good. Not only for, from the play, flavor perspective of the gruel in particular, but for those colors... Just makes a lot of sense. Red green, aggressive, attack. Bigger dudes. Keep hmm. attacking. Keep attack. Are you attacking it? Why aren't you attacking, yet? <laughs> You're attacking doing it?
0: Faster. <laughs> so the return to Ravnica one is called Blood Rush. And Blood Rush is an ability word, Brian. And uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, it has so since it's ability word, they're all sorta of the same, but not quite. Uh Blood Rush is an ability on they're all creatures, right?
2: They are so, yeah. once again okay. all
0: creatures. Where you pay a cost and <clears> discard <throat> the creature uh, with Blood Rush. You play the pay the Blood Rush cost, discard the creature, and a target attacking creature gets something until end of turn.
1: Yeah, it gets plus whatever for, and on on all the Blood Rush cards, it's plus whatever equal to the the discarded card's power and toughness, and it also gets some ability that the discarded card had if it had one. Yeah. Right. So, like, like for example, tra- trample, then the the blood rush creature gets, then the blood rush gives trample if, if the discarded card had first strike, then the blood rush gives first strike. Blah blah yeah. blah.
0: Like like for instance, wasteland vipers. The first one listed here on mine is, uh well, it's it's not, but it's the
2: easiest one. It's so a I'm one two. Say. That costs W. Cost
0: W. It w. W. Uh I sorted mine by power, so all the creatures would be together. But it's uh, huh. it's a one two with death touch. And so when you blood rush it, the target attacking creature gets plus one, plus two, and death touch. It's again, it's very simple because I, they all work like that, right? They didn't yeah. give anybody yeah. any other anything else, did they?
1: Correct. They the rubble all... uh, Hulk is is slightly different because instead of giving the creature the ability, it gives creature it gives the creature plus x plus x for x it. number of lands you control, but it, it ends up being essentially
0: the same. Yeah, it yeah. works the same way. Where however big this creature would have been, it gets that that much yeah. extra.
2: You yeah. just get it. So well, that's something that they both have in common. I know we're going to analyze them, but they're both so easy to understand. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's really like, I don't get it. I don't get how this works.
1: Yeah, some of some of the details and implications for blood rush are a little more difficult to understand. Like um like I know uh, at at first glance there are some people who have questions about whether blood rushing triggers a heroic ability. You know, whether it counts as casting a spell. Whether it can that's be countered with, with something like a cancel or a syncopate or something. So, so there's a, there is a confusion over some of the details and, and, and implications.
2: Uh, that, that's definitely true. I didn't take that into consideration.
1: And heroic only triggers with spells, right? right. Correct.
0: Okay, only so the answer are... to both of those would be no, right? Yeah. It, you can't cancel it and you can't... Uh, it, it doesn't, doesn't trigger tr- heroic. Okay. Every once in a while, I get stuff right. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about voral again. But, uh, yeah, but there, again, it's it's all about combat, it's all about creatures, and it's all about hurting your opponent. Yes. Either by hitting them harder, like with uh, the Rubble Belt Maka, who essentially is a red giant growth, which, for those that played back in the day, that's called uh, Brute Force. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's target creature gets plus three, plus three until end of turn for a single red. Uh, and so the Rebel Belt Maka was always Brute Force Kitty, uh, in my brain, and that's actually what I called it, because I couldn't remember Rubble Belt Maka, because that's dumb. <laughs> but, Brute Force Kitty, you can either use it, it's just like a, a combat, it's it's only an aggressive combat trick, it's not a defensive combat trick, because you can only do it to attacking creatures. Mm-hmm. So you can either use it to punch your opponent for three extra damage, or use it to, kill one of your opponent's creatures well i'll block with this ha ha oh he's bigger now ha so either way you're hurting your opponent whether it's life total or resources
2: i remember mike went gruel for the gate crash pre-release and i ex i had told him that i was going horse because first of all that was my guild and second of all i was concerned that i would just get all these creatures with blood rush and i would never know when's the proper time to do it and after playing for a while, I asked him, well, did you ever have that question? The answer was he essentially gave me was, not really. I He pretty much just knew when was the right time for the creature and when was the right time for the blood rush. It was not exceptionally difficult to figure out. Is that about
1: accurate? Yeah, I mean, since you have the opportunity to wait until your post-combat main phase to play the creatures... It's really easy to figure out, based on how your opponent blocks or doesn't block, what to do with the mm-hmm. Blood Rush guys in your hand. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, again, Mike's been playing for uh, uh essentially, like, 83 years since
1: playing Magic, so... <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm any good, but... But, <laughs> well, no, I mean, that's like experience.
2: That, 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 is a, that is a good point. Yeah. <laughs> well, it may be very intuitive for Mike, may not be intuitive yeah. uh for... Most other people. So don't, don't feel
0: bad if you're like, well I didn't know. Well, Mike is smarter than most. No offense to, to those of you that he's smarter than, like me. No offense to me.
2: <laughs> I like how you managed to give Mike a compliment there and a backhanded sort of like, hey, if you don't get it, you know, Mike is just smarter <laughs> than you.
0: So. Yeah. Well, I mean, in all honesty. Mike is probably smarter than you, whoever you are. No offense, it's just how it is. <laughs>
2: there, I mean, statistically speaking, there—it's just a—it's a very likely possibility. Yeah,
0: yeah, we're playing the odds here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Gonna get emails now. Now, who's this Mike guy? Why is he so stuck up?
1: See the—and these guys know me well enough to know how much I don't like. Calling attention to myself, so I think they're doing this on purpose.
2: Yeah, so you'd be yeah, right. Okay, so let's
1: yeah. keep let's keep going. <laughs> uh,
0: so which are, for so for the record, I desperately love Zurtos wine because for three mana he gives plus five plus four, and that that's so, so, so bad,
2: so <laughs> brutal. That, that is so awesome. much. <clears throat> I mean, well, all of these, the uh, Wrecking Ogre, which is the rare, but uh, <laughs> yeah. three three with double strike for five mana, or uh, blood rushing for two, for for three and two red mana for plus three plus three and double strike until end of turn.
1: So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you're not just adding six damage from the pump and double strike. I mean, the creature you're putting it on also has, you know, some kind of base power as well.
2: Unless you're attacking That's- with your wall, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Don't do that.
2: Not, not if you're in Gruul. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: Gruul walls
3: attack. Yeah they do.
0: Now I have to look at these creatures to see what would be a gruel wall.
1: (laughs) I'm thinking the Scab Clan Charger is a gruel wall.
0: Actually, yeah, that's I just came to him. (laughs) And he does attack. How about that? (laughs) Bam (laughs) But uh Wasteland Viper is also sort of a gruel wall. Yes, he is. But anyway, so back to the mechanics. Uh this one's
1: Yeah, this I is mean, actually a really difficult decision. Both of them are very good.
0: They're both really good and really in tune
2: right. with the guild and really easy to follow. Hmm. Blood Rush is a little more straightforward, I feel like, because yeah, you have some decisions to make, but it's very clear how it works. Mike raised a good point about Blood Rush. You know, there are timing issues, you have to do it with an attacking creature which actually can be after combat damage. Which people don't, if, if that's just really what some, it works out to be the best option, like to save a guy, like if there's, I don't know, it's possible, it's possible. So there are some other yeah. issues with it. Not necessarily bad things, but other things going on. Uh, but does that complexity make it better or worse? Neither of these is like a head scratcher compared to some of the other mechanics. Which is good because not to say that the red, um, the red green combination has to be just straightforward, but by the mechanics of the guild, by the way these colors work, smash face. That's yeah. all they—they they don't care about anything else. They just mm-hmm. really want to smash your face.
0: Dirk, what you got?
3: Um, I honestly like it's—it's it's not an easy decision.
4: It's past your bedtime, Dirk. <laughs> <laughs> Go away! <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, what, listeners,
3: what is that, if only bombing? you knew. Um, the mm. bl- blood rush was simple enough that it showed up in a core set, which mm. means it's
2: other, other way around. <laughs> Go away! <It's> waffles. <laughs> waffles, waffles, waffles!
3: Gosh. <sighs> um. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: anyway, trying to keep target. my
3: my own stay on target. My, <laughs> you, you
2: my were, own train of thought the, going. You mentioned that Blood Rush was you, simple enough. Gosh, no,
1: he he meant to say that Bloodthirst was simple.
3: Yeah, Bloodthirst so. is the I one that so. end up in a core set, right. Correct. So it's simple enough that um, pretty much anybody could pick up. Yeah. Blood Rush, it, it's you. I think you have to be a little bit more of a not a noob in terms of playing Magic, to understand how that works. Because, again, it's a creature. Most people are going to be like, it's a creature, I want to play the creature. But really, like Mike said, you're going to want to hold off playing these guys until after combat. I really cannot tell you, I cannot decide myself which one I think is better, because they're both great in their own right. And they
2: complement each other so well. You said they're great in their own right, and I had a I had the voice of Tony the Tiger in my Tiger. head, I'm like... <laughs> Great! Well, but, yeah. you know, they're gruel. They're both <laughs> gruel. Because, uh, because the, all you have to do
3: is, you know, do some damage somewhere along the line, you know, with with w- some random creature, you do Blood Rush on it, it deals the extra damage, and then you can play a Blood Thirst creature right, right after that. So they complement <laughs> each other so well. Yeah. So... It's it's a very tough decision.
0: Like we have said many times, play them together.
3: Yeah, play them together.
0: (laughs) I mean, I I think
3: that was sort of the thought whenever they were R&Ding, you know, Return to Ravnica. They're like, well, we've got the original mechanics. Why don't we try and come up with something that kind of goes along with it? And some of them are great. Like, this is just beautiful how it works together. If I had to throw of the two, I'm going to say I'm going to lean more heavily towards Bloodthirst. Mm. because you are if you find some way of damaging another opponent you're going to come in with bigger creatures and that's
0: bloodthirst bloodthirst is more permanent right like blood rush is a one time ha <laughs> and then you're done with it but bloodthirst that counter sticks around
2: although you you can do interesting things with the until end of turn with blood rush because while I was at GP Charlotte, where I made day two. There was one opportunity, uh, during one of the draft rounds where I had gone heavy gruel and I attacked with my guy and I blood rushed, uh, him even though the opponent didn't block. And then after that, I played a, the slime molding card that gets you a token, uh, with X plus one plus one counters where X is the power mm-hmm. of the largest creatures you control mm-hmm. to go, Hey, Hey, you know, but mm-hmm. that is, but that is, not something that the mechanic itself does. That is interplaying with other cards from the set. So I don't know if I would really. Uh, I'm saying the potential is there, but I don't know if I would score that too highly in but that I mean, category. Potential
0: for that is there with a giant growth too. So
2: yeah, that's I know. I'm I'm just making sure I'm covering my bases. Um, I think I will
0: have to go opposite Dirk, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Blood Rush because it's so. Explosive and tricksy and well, well, I mean
3: it's it does have the benefit that it is sort of like a double faced card because it's either a creature or it's an instant.
0: That is true, yeah. Well,
3: uh, a split card rather. Split card, yeah. Yeah, split you. card. Sorry.
0: Well, maybe it plays it backwards and it's an instant. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I think Dirk's it's going a double faced
2: blood- instant card.
0: Dirk's going bloodthirst, and I I agree with his reasoning, but by that same reasoning, I prefer the blood rush just because it's it, it's not something that they see coming necessarily and it's bam and, and it cool definitely, things,
2: it and definitely has the uh the feel of gruel smash gruel yeah. doesn't wait that creature technically in your hand doesn't even wait to enter the battlefield it's just <laughs> I'm gonna get you
0: so if you blood rush a wasteland viper does that mean that like your disciple of the old way snaps his fingers and like has a, a snake by the tail and whips the opponent. Is that what that is? Do? I don't know.
1: But <laughs> you know, it's, it's like how it's like how I will shoot a bunch of ribbons out of his sleeve. Except this is snake. <laughs> oh, it's a snake.
0: So Six. that's that's look. I actually made a decision. Usually I'm the one going. Hmm. But I got this. I'm going Blood Rush. What you guys got?
2: Uh um. I am I am like literally on the razor's edge here. I really hate to even pick either one. I really do I think go i'm ahead. gonna I think i'm gonna go I think I'm gonna go with blood rush because of the way that uh some of the things that chewie said, I kind of like the way that it works from a flavor perspective, like I just mentioned of I'm gonna get you right now, I'm just gonna get you um, and it, it uses itself up in that one attack, and I kind of like that uh, some of the decisions it lets you make. Uh, some of the creatures, I think, are really interestingly crafted, like the Rebel Hulk. So um, they're both th- – th- it's like a 9.9 versus a 9.8. It's that close, and I'm just going to go with Blood Rush. What are you going to say, Mike?
1: Gosh. I've actually – like, I, I started this conversation with a strong opinion, and then I changed my mind after thinking about it some more. And then just inside of the last 30 seconds, I changed my mind again. <laughs> it's, it's really hard. Like, um, you know, blood, bloodthirst is permanent. You know, that's, that, that's why blood rush can get such uh, bigger numbers on it because it's just temporary. But bloodthirst is permanent. You the permanent benefit of the bigger creature. If you can get in there and, and hit your opponent, um, you don't have to use bloodthirst strictly. You don't have to use the creature with Bloodthirst strictly, uh, aggressively. You know, you can swing in and then, blam, drop a Gore Clan Savage. Suddenly you have a 5-6 and your opponent really doesn't feel good about attacking you anymore. Um, That's true. But then I remembered some of those times where I was in kind of a stall state and I had a Bloodthirst creature in my hand and I felt kind of bad because uh, there just wasn't a way for me to deal damage to my opponent without wrecking my board. So then I wouldn't actually get to use the bloodthirst on him and that's kind of a frowny face moment. And with blood rush, it's a lot easier to break a stall because like Chewie said, your opponent doesn't see it coming. They don't know what you have in your hand. They don't know that suddenly, you know, a, a, a five 4 swine is going to jump out from behind that cart and, and, uh, and start, start biting their leg. Um, <laughs>
0: or your opponent's going to reach down behind the cart and pick up the swine by the tusk
1: and start swinging it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but kind then, of... Go ahead. But then I thought about, you know, which one am I actually going to be more likely to play with, and which one, which mechanic do I actually do play with in decks that I have, and it goes back to the permanence of Bloodthirst that makes it appeal more to me in that way. Mm-hmm. And so I've changed my mind again. Um, <laughs> So I, uh, that's exactly how I feel like. I really in the grand in the when I when I take everything everything all together and have to consider that I'm me and that I play a certain way. I'm going to pick Bloodthirst. Sweet.
0: So the mechanic comes to a draw,
1: which feels really appropriate. It
0: does, yeah.
2: I want to mention something really quick and I'm not trying to get anybody to sway their vote, but Mike made me think about something I had not thought about, which was the, you mentioned sometimes you just feel bad because you have a blood thirst creature in your hand and you can't deal the damage. And I, you can also kind of get into that same situation with the blood rush guy where you can hold it in your hand and it's even taking into account the power bonus, the toughness bonus, it's still not the correct move to ever blood rush it but mm-hmm. does it i in a lot of situations i feel like if the if you look at the worst case scenario for either one which is basically just playing it straight out uh yeah. without the bonus i think it sometimes feels a little better to play the blood rush creature because its stats are a little higher in general because they don't get any bigger the i think the average power and toughness on a blood rush creature for its Converted mana cost is a little higher than the bloodthirst creatures without bloodthirst. And yeah. you don't, you don't feel like you're completely giving up on it because you always want to play the bloodthirst creature. You always want to play it. You're not going to hold it in your hand. You're only going to hold it in your hand until they've been dealt damage. Uh, whereas with the blood rush creature, you may not always, the end result is not always that you end up with the creature, but the worst case scenario is you end up with another creature. Does that make sense? Am I, you yes. guys get where I'm going? Okay. Yeah. So, I feel that, All right. Ooh, baby. So. Uh, all right. So that's the mechanic. That's the mechanic. Let's, let's talk about the Borborigmai. <laughs> Holy crap. Bor- <laughs> so in the, be- in the beginning, um, the, the Gruel Guild actually mechanic, uh, flavor wise has had many leaders, but in return, in, in the original Ravnica block, as we stated, the leader was Borbarygmos because nobody can beat him, because he's a giant Cyclops. Uh, the original Borborygmos was just named Borborygmos, like the card. And he costs three and two red and two green, and just six, seven. So that's three, four, five, uh, seven. So for seven mana, that's a six, seven with Trample, and whenever he deals combat damage to a player, which Trample, he's going to do a lot, put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control which includes him yeah so it seems pretty good yeah i have had him for a while and i've never been able to really fit him in a deck because he's such a huge target
1: um but it seems pretty good i mean even if you can just get him to crowd around some mana guys that helped you play him earlier that's great because now your mana guys just got bigger (laughs) once he hits someone if
2: I can make the point that Dirk made already, play it with new cards. I attack with my Borborygmos. I bloodthirst or wrecking ogre onto it. Huh. Alright, a blood, blood rush. Man, that's going to get me in trouble. Yeah, it is.
1: How's them apples?
0: They sound pretty freaking delicious,
1: actually. <laughs> yeah, original Borborygmos is, is a really good card. I mean, yeah, he costs seven, but he's, he's a really good card.
0: Yeah, and just looking from, like, an EDH perspective, he is a, a hell of a, a, a finisher-type uh, commander.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always interesting to look at the commanders where you're actually looking to deal 21 or more damage with the commander. Because that doesn't always come up. And he is he is not one to just sit back and, and let the peons do the work.
1: Yeah. It, and if he can't yeah. deal 21 damage well, then he'll help the rest of your crew deal 40.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody get behind me. Form up. So let's see here.
0: His flavor text is, it's easy to see why those gruel dirtbags follow him. The only orders he gives are crush them and we eat.
2: Yeah. Chesa. Which is which is two uh there are two cards in the set with that flate with those phrases. Um, there's the Protean Hulk which didn't come up for me because it doesn't have the watermark. Right, But right. it says, meat and eggs, we eat. And then um, there's another one that says... Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. Reek, uh, yeah.
0: reek Havoc has crushed them. <laughs> and that's the whole flavor take. Crush right. them, barbarigmos. Bar- 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 yeah. Because <laughs>
2: yeah. those are the only orders he gives, so... Yeah.
0: So that's old barbarigmos.
2: Yes. And over the course of the years since then, he He's still the guild leader. Nobody's managed to topple him.
1: He's gotten pissed off.
2: He's mad.
1: Yeah, some, some of the lore says he's gotten maybe a little slower as he's aged, cause I think this is 10 years, something like that. But still, he's, he's the guy in charge.
2: Yeah. The, uh, you think about anybody being in charge of the gruel for over six months to a year to two years, that person's gotta be... He's pretty tough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because you're having to defend yourself from your own people all the time. Now he's boardwalk most enraged. He costs one more colorless mana. They switched his stats where now he's a 7-6 with trample. For 8. And the rest of them works completely different. Whenever he deals combat damage to a player, to a player, well I guess he's only dealing combat damage to a player, but, uh, reveal the top three cards of your library. Put all land cards revealed this way into your hand, and the rest into your graveyard. So just give me lands. And at any point, you can discard a land card. Uh, he deals three damage to target creature or player, which is, what, Seismic Assault?
1: Better than se- Seismic yes. Assault. Be- better than Seismic Assault. Hmm. Yeah, I, I got to play with uh, Brian's commander deck that he built around Bort Maringamustin. Yeah. And it is awesome. Tell it me you've done Sprouting Vines. I, I won that game so hard.
2: <laughs> I have Sprouting Vines. I have life from the Loam. Oh, it's basically... God, <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got... uh, Who's the, the who's the little druid guy that pulls him back for one and a green? Uh, uh, groundskeeper. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it was not the hardest deck in the world to build I had a little bit of creativity there but for the most part I just said this is going to be a deck where I actually want to play the commander I'm not going to win without the commander and then I'm going to do exactly what he wants to do (laughs) and so far it's been a very winning deck for me so sweet. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead. You know, we can discuss this as much as you want. I'm gonna go ahead and give my vote to Borbregmus Enraged simply because I've had both of them for a while now. I've only play, I've played more with him. He's more Johnny-ish to me, which may make him less gruel. But I think he, what he does is still a very gruel mechanic. It still fits in the in the guild very well. Oh, very I have more use for him. And I think, honestly, even for one more mana, I think he's just a better card because you never really have to hit them. If you hit them, yes. Then he just gets crazy. But you can just play him and, and look at the opponent and it's possible you could just say, and you're dead. Um Whereas the other guy, it just feels kind of bad when you're like, I play him and they're like, kill it. And you're like, awesome. So... <laughs> So I'm gonna go with enraged.
0: Gee, thanks for making me waste my seven mana, you jerk. Yeah. <laughs> so hmm. That's I, me. Somehow I figured Brian would go with the Johnnier John, Johnnier? More yeah. Johnnyish one. Uh I think just in a vacuum though, I'll have to go with the original. Because you know, all your dudes see the great big Cyclops dude with his giant club punch somebody and they go, Did you see what the boss did? <laughs> and and i like that and it's it's definitely i mean i've got a copy of him too that i've never used but that's just because for some reason red and green with me i tend to be in a theme of some sort Mm it's weird but christmas Christmas, yeah i've got the evil presents deck but (laughs) uh, i've got to go with the original just because of the the creature-ness of him yep
3: you should put a stalking tiger in it. Uh,
0: oh, he's so cute. And, and
3: actually that fits the it. theme of the deck too, because isn't stalking tiger when he deals combat damage to a player?
4: Uh, oh. yes. Yeah, you're
3: right.
2: <laughs>
1: what you the deck. done? We started a story circle right here. <laughs>
2: So we gotta the play story circle with a holiday card. Did we, not,
3: did we do that at
2: one point? I feel almost like we did that at one point with a guest host. Maybe I'm just going crazy. I'm just going crazy. Don't mind me. I really thought you know, we did that. that. We did. Yes, I'm not crazy.
1: Yeah.
0: I got nothing.
1: Anyway, um, I have actually been playing with original Borborygmos for uh, a long time. So so that's why I've... Uh, been able to grow fond of him over the years and see all the awesome stuff that he's able to do. Um Newborg Merygmus, I actually did put him in one of my decks for a little while, but he didn't last very long because see the problem the problem is is that right now the decks uh in those colors that I have that would actually be able to cast Newborn Marygmus are pulling are usually pulling a bunch of lands out of the deck. So his ability just ends up like dumping three cards into my graveyard most of the time, um, which which is a little disappointing. So so that's why he, he he doesn't tend to last in those decks. Maybe I need to think about building some kind of crazy reanimator deck that he can be in, where um where both of where both sides of his triggered ability would just be completely awesome. Um,
0: yeah, I'm on a red reanimator. Yeah. <laughs> that's, actually a, that's actually a thing, by the way. Really? Uh, I forget which of the. uh 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 what's it called? Off color cast guys had one, but uh-huh. they used to talk about their monorailed reanimator commander deck, and I never could get a list off of them, I don't think, and that pisses me off. We'll <laughs> have to ask now, because I want to know how that works.
1: Yeah, I mean the only thing that comes to mind is search for survivors, and I know it's possible to make that card do what you want. It just takes a lot of work. Um but anyway. Sorry. Right. Anyway, so, so yeah, be because of my history with the original Barbara and because of my Limited success with how to figure out using the new one. Even though he's really good, I'm gonna have to go with the original for my pick.
3: Yep. Alright, so, I, I agree wholeheartedly with, with Mike and what everyone has been saying about, you know, both of, the, I, I also have an original Boba nose. <laughs>
2: Apparently he gets around. <laughs> Apparently he does get around. He's a
3: big cyclopean whore. <laughs> he is like the village bicycle. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone gets to turn with them. I around really around almost said
2: something. something, I really almost said something terrible. It, I'm, Everyone I'm like, gets a ride. Right no. No, no. It, just, just, just no, no. Just keep going. Just keep going. <laughs> did that something so, to do with the orders he gives? No, yeah, it has to do with oh. the piggy that he throws. No, it, it, just trust me. Just I'll tell you after the show, maybe, maybe. <laughs> you probably just want to cut Call this me. all out. Trust me. <laughs> probably not. Definitely. Um, I am actually
3: going to lean with. uh Was it Brian went with that, the new one? I did. I'm actually going to have to lean with the new one. Really? And here is my my thought train, which could easily be derailed <laughs> uh-huh. at any moment. But I think of him Any object <laughs> like that. There we go. Um but I when I'm as I read his you know text and everything, I'm like he would be a great commander because all he has to do is hit a player twice and you would die combat from combat damage from the commander because you did heal three damage and then you would Hit them for three by discarding a land, if that was what you did. So you would only have to hit them twice, and you would win.
1: Uh, combat
3: damage.
2: Com- combat damage. You can only deal. D- d- it has
3: to be commander combat
1: damage.
2: Yes,
3: yes. Uh, that's what we're trying to tell you. So still, well, it was just that's,
1: commander that's, damage. That's still a three-hit win because he has seven power. Yeah, yeah.
2: you still only have to hit him three times.
1: Yeah. So, but
2: yeah, it's it, it's just that he has.
3: I mean, he is a big dude. He has seven damage. That's a lot to take, and then in addition, he can throw around three additional damage for every land that you have in your hand that you want that you you discard. Don't oh man, that, that's just
0: don't forget that's creature or player, so it helps uh it clear
3: helps. the
2: path for your next swing. Yeah, yeah. yes, it does. Which oh look, I you got a forgot. blocker. Oh look, so, you don't f- have a blocker.
3: So in that, he is himself sort of a a con- like a really weird control creature in a sword hmm. If you've got the lands he's he could essentially be a really powerful control and that's sort of why leaning his way is that yeah I could see I, I definitely agree with that you know he, he the other one the original one hits and then all the other creatures go hey the boss is hitting with a club let's go grab a stick too <laughs> sort of thing I did it. but I think uh, that I'm trying to in class. that case he is solely reliant on having other creatures out. Whereas if you're looking at him from a solo we're talking about only the commander. Only or only the guild leader and him being the destroyer, the new Boborygnos is the destroyer. Because he will solo and he will destroy. That's a
2: good okay. point. I uh so you're voting for Boborygmos and I'm age voting then. for new Bor okay. Boba Rignos. Uh I just well with that I just wanted to say the, I'm trying to picture – Dirk meant, mentioned that he's kind of like he – could, he could have a controlling role, and I'm thinking about the deck, and I'm like, how do you classify that? That would be red-green control ramp. I know. it's, it's Red-green it's, control it's, ramp aggro. Yeah. But no,
3: it's, yeah, he could be – it's sort of like you've got creatures, but you've got the, the red destroy thing, so he's got the green part where he's like, I'm going to come at you with an axe. And then the red part is, oh, you're in my way? Have a mountain
0: trucks the mountain
2: at you. <laughs> Sorry, I blew off your face. Here's
1: a, mountain.
0: <laughs> Here's a mountain to blow up more of your face. <laughs>
2: yeah, I
1: think this is where people just give up and say mid range.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, so sweet. So we've taken like an hour to do these 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 mm-hmm. things,
0: and I'm, we've come up.
2: And with I'm a big part of that, that so I'm not, I'm not blaming you guys. I'm blaming myself. Uh But apparently, it's past Dark's bedtime. So who's it the lo- who's the lieutenant? Who is the lieutenant? For
3: the old, it's, it's you lad, the right? Hydra, it's, isn't it? It's yeah.
2: A, is that a Hydra? I always thought that Lush, was a plant. Yeah, it's Hydra. It's a Ulash Hy- the Hate Seed. That's a. I thought it was a plant or a hellion. It's a Hydra. That's weird looking. <laughs> it's like a sapling Hydra.
1: Well, it's, it's a Hydra again? that makes saplings. That's Ulash uh, the Hate Seed. Costs two red and a green for a, a zero, 0 Legendary Hydra, and he enters the battlefield with a plus-one, plus-one counter on him for each other red creature you control and for each other green creature you control.
0: And it counts those separately. So yeah. every red-green creature you have will give him two counters.
1: That's that's true. Yeah, the way it's written. I didn't read it exactly the way it's written, but the way it's written... Actually, yeah, you sort of did. I, I didn't.
2: <laughs> it was close. Um, did we ever... Have we gotten around yet to the listener request regarding this card? We, we have not. not.
0: Someone wanted us to do a story circle around U lashed, and you know what? We should do that, but not right now.
1: Not right now, but okay, no. maybe next episode. That's yeah, and, and his other ability is you can pay one and remove a, a counter from him to either deal one damage to target creature or get a 1-1 sapperling.
0: And as a, uh, as a commander, that's really cool, because you can knock all his counters off to get a whole crap load of green creatures and then replay him. Yeah to get even more, because he's
1: he's pretty interesting. Uh, uh, One of the people I played with when I was living down in Albany, Georgia, he had a Hydra deck, and Uloch figured pretty prominently in it. He was really good. Imagine that. He played a lot of Mana Flare effects, so he had big Hydras. (laughs) (laughs) So Uloch had a lot of extra mana to throw his counters around.
0: So that's that's the 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 secondary legendary creature in mm-hmm. original Ravnica. And return to Ravnica, it's um I can't find Rook-thar. Uh
2: Roothar, the unbowed. Oh, right, right, right. Dirk, what's he do?
0: <laughs> Vigilance, reach.
2: Uh
3: he attacks each turn of able and whenever a player casts a non-creature spell, he deals 6 damage to that player. He's also a 6/6 six, six for 6. He's evil.
2: People forget about that reach sometimes. When I was playing at that yeah. uh, that last uh, Star City Open that we went to, I had that guy on the sideboard, and people would be like, "Desecration Demon, attack!" and I'm like, "Oh, block!" and they're like, "What? <laughs> because, because does it look like it have sh- should have reach? No. And does no. reach? And let me. Does reach ever really come up?" Maybe a little bit since Arbor Colossus has it, and Arbor Colossus got really hot for a good two minutes there, but... It's still pretty hot. Is it still? Yeah, any, all of the,
0: the, uh, mono green or red green decks that are currently in standard are pretty much playing at least
2: one. Yeah, well I mean, you know, he adds, what, three devotion? So. Yeah. So, but I mean, obviously the big thing here is, oh, you're playing a non-creature spell. Six! Bam. He really reminds me, he kind of harkens back to the, like, the burning tree shaman. Hark, hark. Which, you know, I definitely want to talk about a little bit later, um, because it's really important. But it kind of hammers home the gruel philosophy of you eat, you attack, you die. You wake up the next morning, if you didn't die, you repeat the (laughs) cycle. That's what you do. Fancy, spancy stuff is not appreciated or condoned. Uh, we don't like your instants and sorceries here. Just, just play creatures and attack. That's what we want to do. Oh, and by the way, if you're playing creatures and attacking, I'm a 6-6 with vigilance and reach, so I'm probably winning. So, take that. Yeah. 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 Um. These two are so
0: different that it's kind of hard to call.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. Some of the others have been so close, like Blood Rush and Bloodthirst. They don't, they work differently, but it's still about creature enhancement. Um, <laughs> natural male enhancement, uh, creature And then Borberigmos and New Borberigmos. But this is really the first time today that we're talking about like two very different ones. I just honestly, I hate to do this, but I really don't have almost any experience with the hate seed. Whereas I have played quite a bit with R- 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 Thar. I'm going to be completely biased here. And just say Rukdhar. I just don't, because I don't have any other criteria. And if you guys can think <laughs> of something better, a better way to judge it, then, then go right ahead. But
0: Brian's like, I'm gonna say Rukdhar because I, reasons, and you shut the because, hell up.
2: <laughs> that I mean, I, again, I almost hate to do it because I feel like I'm not giving the hate seed a chance, but I'm I'm not. So, but, may, but maybe you guys have, have a better. Anyway, somebody else go. <laughs>
0: Because um, reasons, you guys shut the hell up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll go ahead and say that for me, this is a this is a pretty easy choice uh, for Rurikthar. Um, I know I tried to play with Ulash a few times back in the day, and eventually stopped because, you know he he requires some real work to get to get really big, and his abilities are useful, but eventually, you know he just completely dies. He's a Hydra that can't uh, grow anymore from where he starts out. I mean, it's cool to make saplings and deal damage and whatnot, but, but then also you get to those times where, you know, if you play him, he'll be like a two, two at best and you just feel stupid. Um, I, I like where a lot better.
0: I, I actually have to go completely with what Mike just said. Not, not just because reasons and you shut the hell up, but yeah, for everything Mike, Mike just said, actually he's, and he's, he's so me. He's like, he's gotta hit you. And He's gonna be on defense because he's got vigilance and and not only all of that, but if you play something I don't like, well, screw you. And you know what? If I play something I don't like, screw me too because it says player. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I picked Blood Rush earlier, and I can Blood Rush all freaking day without taking that six.
2: So. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, or I gotta, you play I gotta blood go with the two first out. and not take six. Oh, see, play with them both. What do you say, Dirk? We're you gonna make. It's a unanimous. Wow, it's that's a, weird. Tie, tie. Unanimous.
0: I also <laughs> like the idea of a great big uh two-headed ogre that argues with itself. Like I'm reminded of Monty Python. <laughs> 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 we'll kill him first, then have tea and biscuits, right? Right. <laughs> okay. What's what's next? That's those that's
2: Those are the main ones. And then okay. I think so uh we it's, it's just pretty, whatever's left. Yeah. Um, looking at the old set, I have to say, first of all, and I I said right off the bat that I was going to mention this, um, the Burning Tree Shaman, because... So huge back then. It's so huge for one and a red and a green. It's a 3-4, and it's not legendary, and already you're like, wait, what? Especially at that time. It was like, wait, what? Why is it a 3-4 for three? That just, okay, well, it must have some sort of enormous drawback. Uh, whatever. Sort of. Whenever a player plays an activated ability that isn't a mana ability, this deals one damage to that player, which is not a drawback. That's hurting them more. That's like. Well, I mean,
0: it's, it's a small drawback because it can hurt you too.
2: Yeah, but <laughs> not, but it's not a drawback for the body that you get. Not really. And again, the potential to even just play this and go, Hey, look, just activate your pingers. You know, do your little tricksy stuff with your creatures and their tapping or whatever. You yeah, know, use your mass stupid land fancy ability. Yeah. Use it's your the big use one your-
0: back then was equip your uh Fork of Doom. Yeah. And you know And use the Fork of Doom. And then use the Fork of Doom to take damage. That that was a big deal back then. The yeah. Fork of Doom, by the way, is the Umazawa's jetai there, listeners. Yeah. Which is That's awful a- and horrifying.
2: But, I mean, this covers so many things. It covers creatures with tap abilities or, or any activated ability, artifacts with activated abilities, uh, some enchantments have activated abilities. And does that cover Planeswalkers?
1: Yeah, those are activated abilities. Ha! Huh. <laughs> Fool <Yes>. said ha! <laughs> yeah, so um, uh, just in case anyone listening to us is still a little unclear on this, because I know there are a lot of new players listening to us, a mana ability isn't... An activated ability that costs mana. It's one that makes mana. Right. It's one that says it's add. That says it adds mana to your mana pool. Right.
0: Ooh, yeah. ooh. like I learned back in the day during Cold Snap, that uh, Thermopod, I think is the. It's a big like mm-hmm. ice slug. It says I think it says sacrifice a land, a snow covered land, to add a red to your mana pool. Even though it has that weirdo cost, it's still a mana ability. Yes. So like Xenagos's ability. Is a mana ability, right?
1: No, uh, loyalty abilities can't be mana abilities. That's one of the exceptions. Whoops, forgot mana, about mana, that. Mana abilities can't have targets, and they can't be loyalty
2: abilities. Okay, so that's, that's a. But but that's a very specific exception to what you were saying. So right. So that means,
0: uh, like activating a Gruul Signet, for example, is a mana ability.
1: That's a mana ability. Deathrite Shaman is not a mana ability because it targets a land in the graveyard.
2: Oh okay. Yeah, we're learning something. See here. what you did there.
0: <laughs> so yeah, Burning Tree Shaman though was was huge and it actually it's weird to say this, but it actually got to like seven, eight bucks a card, which back then was stupidly expensive.
2: For for a card that actually, you know, was not like Arcbound Ravager. Yeah. 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 So I I just kind of like what it represents, and I kind of like how it works, and I I like how it represents the guild's philosophy, and even just the flavor text on it. Gruul shamans are bent on punishing the civilized. Any act more complex than rubbing sticks together or eating with utensils is met with the stinging burn of their magic. And I'm surprised they let you use utensils.
0: So, (laughs) Hmm. While we're on old Ravnica, I have to bring up Rumbling Slum.
2: Yes, because it's the and I'm so glad you did that because I was literally going to go into that. Yeah. You talk about so you've got a three four for three mana. That's yeah, pretty good. But it
0: hurts people just automatically essentially. Yeah,
2: that's pretty good. They can't do any better than that, right?
0: Uh, yeah, that's the best you could possibly get until you get a rumbling slum, which for one a red and two green so four mana is a five five, and at the beginning of your upkeep it deals one damage to each player. <laughs>
1: Yeah, which means he's a bloodthirst
2: lord. And he's a bloodthirst lord. (laughs) So, yeah, are you taking damage? Sure. But you've got a 5-5 and all your bloodthirst guys are automatically turned on. It doesn't matter whether you get through with combat damage or not. It's just, ow. Okay. (laughs) That's mine. Awesome. Uh, I can't say enough good things about this. The flavor of it, it's literally a neighborhood. I kid you not. It's an animated Block. Like, not block of cement, but like a city block. <laughs> that is freaking cool.
1: Yeah, the flavor text says, The Orzov contract the it to animate slum districts and banish them to the wastes. You know, so instead of demolishing the block, they just have someone wake it up and say, Hey, leave.
2: Get out. Get out.
1: Of here. It's kind of an interesting way to deal with, you know... And, and, the, and the flavor text continues, The gruel adopt them and send them back to the city for vengeance. Or Grimos
3: is like, oh, come here. You know, we feel you. You know what you need to do?
2: Crush (laughs) them. Then we eat.
0: (laughs) And then we'll have a sandwich. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, Rumbling Slum is, is, is a big fun card, and I love it.
2: I think it was in a plane chase deck or something. Yeah. So...
1: Let me uh, It was in, in the, the Elementals one, whatever that was.
0: Yeah, the first plane chase, the red green one. Yay!
1: Well, I remember, well,
3: uh, I remember Killer Instinct showed up in a a couple of times. Then one of you guys have a Killer Instinct decked. <laughs>
1: yes, Brian gave me uh, a deck for my birthday many years ago. Uh-huh. They had a couple different things going on, but one of the things that it had going on was Killer Instinct.
2: The whole point. The whole point of the deck that I gave him was to make it open-ended, so he could choose which way to take it. But Killer Instinct was one of the focuses, and you you did choose to continue with that focus, and if anything, become more entrenched in it. And the times where you're like, "Let's just go with it," because I don't think you have a whole lot of deck manipulation. You're just just yeah. Only the only
1: deck manipulation I have is um stuff that pulls land out of the library. Yeah. And the only non-creature, non-land cards in the deck right now are the four copies of Killer Instinct. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And sometimes you just get some crazy stuff. Yeah, sometimes I get screwed and nothing happens and I lose and whatever. But when I don't, it's completely awesome.
0: (laughs) And and I can vouch for that. It is. I I have seen several iterations of this deck, because he'll tweak it every once in a while, and they've all been really cool to watch. <laughs> we're like, oh, you killed me, but I don't even care, that was cool.
1: Don't
0: <laughs> oh, you have the, uh, the Skargon Firebirds are in that deck, right?
1: Yeah, I have some Skargon Firebirds in there. They've been in there a long time. Yeah. I think they were in the original iteration. I'm yeah, there was sure. at least, there was at least one, uh, in there, and I'm, I'm, I think I added up to three, I can't
2: remember. Cause that. I'm, I mean, yeah, it, it just works really well with that deck. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're on the grave, in, in the, on the battlefield, that's great. Oh, you went to the graveyard. Oh, oh well.
1: But that's great. Yeah, and, and after it dies at the end of the turn from Killer Instinct, I can just regrow it that same turn.
3: Yeah. Uh two things. One, uh Gruel Warplow. That one is in my uh my snake deck. Mm-hmm. I have Because the Morrows don't have trample. Even though the <laughs> Morrows are like fifteen thirties they're they're like they don't have trample. So I threw the, the Gruul Gruel Warplow in. They're definitely a lot more terrifying. And number two, <laughs> we forgot to do the guild mages.
2: Oh, oh we did forget something. Well, I'm going to mention with the Gruel Warplow just since you mentioned it. I knew we forgot something, but it, for the long, for a long time, I only think I took it apart a couple months ago when I moved. I had a land matters deck that was all about, it was the epitome of the ramp deck. And this was in that deck since the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, the, Guild Mages. Ugh. Who's the old Guild Mage? That'd be the old guild, guild Mage. mage.
0: He okay. uh, for two red green hybrids. Of course, he's a two two human shaman. <clears throat> he has three in a red, sacrifice a land, shock a player, deal two damage, or three in a green. Target creature gets plus two plus two until end of turn. So you're either dealing two damage by losing a land, or you're plus two plus two for a creature.
2: Easier he can't enough. he can't shock a creature. No, just player. Okay. But it enables bloodthirst. Yeah, he does. For four mana and a land.
0: Kind of expensive, but it has. <laughs> and then.
3: Scarg uh, Scar- Scarg mage. For red and a green, it's uncommon two two. For red and a green, creatures you control gain trample until end of turn. And for one red and a green, target land you control becomes a four four elemental
2: creature until end of turn. It's still a land. Well, these are similar. No and i'm going to go with the new one just it does neither one requires me to sacrifice a land. both of the his abilities are cheaper yep. than the other one's abilities. Uh, you might consider that second ability to quote unquote cost four because you have to pay one a red and green and in theory the land that you turn into an elemental. Should be one that's untapped. Hopefully, maybe. Hopefully, unless yeah, it's something like you know, hey, I'm hitting you with a uh, with an edict spell, and you're like, oh yeah, we'll sack th- make this into a land and sack it and whatever. But yeah, that's a corner case. Most of the time, you're gonna want to have it up. But still, I just, I don't know. I just, I can just get behind this guy a lot easier. And the fact that I realize why the first one only hits players because bloodthirst, but four mana. And sacking a land to do two damage, I realized why they had to do it because they didn't want to just make it all about that one creature. You land him, and then congratulations, you win. But I don't know. It's just I'm not a big fan. I'm gonna go with the Scarred Guild Mage.
3: I also am gonna go with the Scarred Guild Mage, mostly because if you're bloodthirsting or blood rushing, the one thing that you will ref- definitely want to have is your creatures with Trample. Because yeah. if you're and even with the four four elemental, it's probably a little bit bigger than some of your base, you know, your was it the the bears or the bears? Yeah, the the okay. two twos for two or whatever. Well, mm-hmm. you're still coming out with something that's a, a lot bigger and will probably survive. Might as well give a trample.
1: Yeah, I mean the the gruel guild mage is useful. Um, his first ability is is a really good way to. To use up um, lands that you don't necessarily need anymore, and his and his pump ability can be very helpful in, in combat sometimes. But the Scar Guild Mage is just uh, all around easier to use, and his abilities I think are just outright more powerful. Like Dirk mentioned, having the gruel War Plow in his Snake deck, which is uh, which is green and blue, so he can't even use the War Plow to its full potential. He can't animate it or anything. You know, we've you know uh, many of us over the years have bent over backwards sometimes to find a way to, to give creatures that don't have trample, trample. Because it's just so useful to be able to have. And, and Scarred Guild Mage can, can do that for you.
2: I hear you like trample with your trample. Trample, trample, trample.
1: Yeah, I, uh,
0: they basically just covered it. Uh, each one gave a reason why the Scarred Guild Mage is better and I was thinking all of them. So yep, that was easy. Okay. <laughs> so back to the other cards. So back to the other cards. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> <but>. <laughs> ooh, ooh, a card that I really love from original. Uh, uh, r- You're uh, gonna uh, say, say I, I
2: know exact. I'm staring right at it. I'm staring at. It. Say it. Okay. Are uh, you ready? Yeah. Yes. It's Grizzleback. Sorry. Oh, not <laughs> what I was <thought laughs>
0: Grizzleback. Grizzleback.
2: Well, I already mentioned the Gristleback Not to say you can't talk about it again. Oh,
0: well, I didn't <laughs> want to talk. I just really wanted to say it. So, hang on. Oh. Let me see if I can figure out what you thought I was gonna say.
1: Hang on. I wonder if Brian and I are thinking the same thing.
0: Okay.
2: Alright, Mike, what one were you gonna say? Oh, no, no, wait, wait,
0: wait. It's, uh, it's, it's gotta be Giant Solofuge.
1: No. Damn. No.
0: Cause that's, nothing else interests me in
2: the slight, except for maybe the Skybreaker. I, I was sure that Chewie was going to say this one in particular because I thought he was gonna be funny. I got nothing. Go for it, Brian. Yeah, go for it. The Feral Animist. Cause oh. I thought, Chewie <laughs> was like, so when we're talking about original Ravnica, I have to mention this thing, and I'm like, Pff but you know and why would i be going cuz he's awesome look at
0: him he's got little, he's got <laughs> giant bear claws on his little goblin hands <laughs> no,
2: isn't that because... a a wolf that's a wolf look at the head
0: well the hat is a wolf but he's got bear claws
2: so but no it's really because i thought you were it's being silly
1: because oh. he was reprinting a dragon's maze yes yeah, yeah. Yeah. well
2: i it's thought about the, that because it's one of the very few ones. They they did not do this with very many cards at all, just like this and the crotch mage. Um the uh
1: <laughs> It's the, Crotch Soldier. <laughs> sorry. And uh Putrefy.
2: And Putrefy. But and yeah, I realize we just named three cards, but it could have been a lot more. They could have done like one per guild or something like that. Yeah. Um The frail Animist, so, in
0: all of reality though, is is
2: cool, but he's he's limited again by the lack of trample.
0: Yes. For three mana, one a red and a green, he's a 2-1, uh, Goblin Shaman Uncommon. And for three colorless mana, he gets plus X plus O, where X is his power. So you do it once, you've got a 4-1. You do it again, you've got an
2: 8-1, but that's six yeah. mana. That's six mana, but then you start getting Johnny Tastic with it. You give him some equipment that maybe he gets, like, or a giant growth effect or a blood rush
1: effect, for like, example.
0: You give Home Skillet here a, um. Uh, what's that arm, that, that equipment that gives like plus three plus three, the, um
1: I was just gonna say Lux on Warhammer, cause I always say Lux on Warhammer.
0: True, but no. I was thinking something that would boost his butt too, cause that one toughness is such a bitch. I'm paying damn uh, it! <laughs>
1: <laughs> Armadillo.
0: There you go. Arm. Ooh. Well, that's, that's not an equipment
2: at all.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: what's wrong with you, you idiot? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but Almost yeah.
1: Like Battle Gear, is that what you were thinking about, Jimmy?
0: That's the one, yeah, yeah. But, uh, in all seriousness though, another card that still makes the rounds in Legacy is Wild Cantor.
1: Because it's, uh... When you're playing some kind of broken combo deck.
0: Well, when you're playing yeah. some sort of, like, what's, what was, it's called Oops All Spells, was the, the last one I saw. It was mm-hmm. at uh, the open in, uh, Oakland actually this weekend.
2: Uh, what's it do? It,
0: it's, it costs a red-green hybrid for a 1-1 human druid. And that doesn't matter though, because you can sacrifice it to add one mana of any color to your mana pool. And, yeah, You play four of these and four of the, uh, the, the stupid, the, the fairy that you remove from your hand, uh, to make green mana. What the hell's that called? The Elvish.
1: Elvish Spirit Guide.
0: Elvish Spirit Guide, and then the Simian Spirit Guide, and then a bunch of, like, zero cost artifacts, you know. Does Chromos- oh, also play
1: <laughs> Chancellor of the Tangle?
0: <laughs> uh, I don't think that one did. because. Okay. It's completely dead if it's not in your opening hand. And I think they were yeah. going more for consistency, believe it or not, in a no land deck. But, <laughs> but yeah, it shows up in that and in storm decks just all the time. Not, mm-hmm. not storm. Is it storm decks? I think it is storm decks. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And it actually, um, reminds me of a new card in, um, the burning tree emissary in the sense of it's a hybrid card and it's a mana card. Yeah. So. But we're not there yet. No, but I, again, interrelations.
1: Although I think, I, I, oh, go ahead. I was, uh, I was gonna say, I had thought Chewie was gonna, since we were talking about trample, 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 Chewie was gonna turn back and mention Skarg the Rage Pits. That's the next card that I had my, oh,
2: that, I forgot about you know, the Rage Pits. I mentioned the Land Matters deck, and this, I mean, I had this deck long before, um Keswick Wolf Wolfron. And this is like the proto Keswick Wolf Run land. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in some respects it can be a little better and then after a while it's kind of outclassed by Keswick Wolf Run after you get enough mana, but it's still really good. Tap for a colorless mana or pay green and a red and tap it, target creature gets plus one plus one and gains trample until end of the turn. Nice, simple, clean. And yeah. that trample, so good.
0: <laughs> that trample.
2: And usually, like I said, the reason it was in the lands deck and while, why I didn't... I, first of all, Kessick Wolf Run didn't exist at the time I made it. And second of all, even after it did, most of my creatures were so huge. We're talking about, like, over 10-10s. 10 I didn't need to make them that much bigger anyway. The important thing was trample.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. What were you going to say
1: about it, Mike? Um, mostly variations of that. Uh Just... <laughs> Get, getting the trample is 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 so huge. Like um, I remember uh, playing; it it ha, it had to have been the the guild pact pre release. You know, having having this and and in one game playing a, a Goliath spider and you know swinging with a Goliath spider and turning it into a eight seven trampoline spider. Like, ah. oh god, wow, yeah, that's terrifying.
0: That gives me indigestion. <laughs> So so the one that I said earlier I thought you guys thought I might mention was Giant Solofuge
2: because, I don't know, it's, was, it seems very chewy-ish. That was a big, you want to talk about a big tournament card? There was a while there where the mono-red decks were playing the heck out of this thing because it is mono-red. Yeah, so it's
0: two colorless and two red-green hybrids. So it's mono-red and mono-green, but it's, it's mono-red. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it's a 4-1 insect with trample... Haste
1: and Shroud. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, the one, the one, um, vulnerability of ball lightning is that you can just kill it with a spell before damage, but the solifuge Ironically, a lightning bolt. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's funny how that works. But you, but you're that. right. They, but you can't do that to a giant solifuge. You just can't do it.
0: Yeah. Nope. So this thing was stupidly popular a thousand years ago and I be, I get the
2: feeling if they reprinted it now, no one would give a quarter of a damn. But I don't know. It's still really I, cool. I think hey. the fact that it doesn't sacrifice itself at end of turn is another big thing. Oh, that
0: is true. Because if they happen to have nothing to block with, you just do it again next turn.
1: Yes. Wow, that's I, pretty huge.
0: I just assume it says that.
1: Wow. Yeah, I I didn't realize that until I said that stuff about ball lightning out loud. I'd forgotten.
2: Huh. That's because you're sane. But this Giant Solarfuge was popular for a reason.
0: Yeah. and and like even in Extended decks played it up until Extended died. Well, it might not have lasted that long, but there was a format called Extended before modern. Yeah. Believe it or not, and it was a rotating format and Giant Solarfuge was huge in the the zoo decks.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else from old Ravnica? I feel like we I got nothing else from Old Ravnica. This is all a I bunch mean, of boring creatures and dumb spells. <laughs> Some other some other blood thrust th- blood thrust. Ooh, oh yeah, that sounds bad. <laughs> I like the Savage Twister, but Savage Twister itself was a reprint from Invasion,
0: which was a reprint from
2: Mirage. I'm looking at it. and Nothing else really speaks to me. So, yeah. you guys got anything else? Uh, okay, let's go to New and then. Uh, another a reprint, uh, Frenzy Tilling, which was a reprint from Invasion, because I always like Frenzy Tilling. And yet, I have yet to really play a whole lot with this. I didn't get very many copies out of all the gate crash I played. I just didn't get a lot. But, oh, it's kind of cool. Any. Hmm. Uh, for three, a uh, red and a green, uh, sorcery, destroy target land, search your library for a basic land card, and put that card until the battlefield tap, then shuffle your library. So it's a stone rain, plus a, um, a rampant growth, growth. Yeah. both in function and in cost. And that sounds pretty straightforward, and I'm generally not a big advocate of Land destruction, but every now and then you need just a little bit. Like in an EVH game, you're like, uh I'm gonna go get a land, but while I'm at it, I'm gonna destroy Mike's Urborg Uh that's, you know, making him crazy. Uh Dirk, go attack attack Mike. <laughs> uh,
1: I was about to ask you for a second, why wasn't Dirk casting this spell on me? You broke the narrative.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Dirk
1: is
0: play frenzy tilling, what the hell?
1: That's right, really, yeah. <laughs> so, uh what else we got? Uh, the topic of Burning Tree Emissary came up earlier. Yes, it did. And that's a card that um, just very quickly went from, hey, that looks pretty good, that, you know, I think that might be a good card, to, oh, crap, I died.
2: I like how it keeps coming up in every format, or, or at least every standard format, because mm-hmm. it came out, and it was huge for a little bit with some of the mono red like or or green red decks that would play like um well experiment one into this thing um, use the mana to play flint hoof boar oh my god I'm attacking for three on turn two. You know, that sort of thing. And then it kinda died down a little bit and then came back a little bit and then it went away. And now that we have devotion, all of a sudden it's like Burning Tree emissary land population. This guy it's, because it's
0: not just the devotion decks though. Like any of the 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 red or red green aggro decks, they just love
2: him because you he's essentially or she or it is essentially a free dude. It's it's a free it's a free dude, and I'm not saying that I'm, I'm I agree with you. They're all playing it, but I think the raw power of it shows up most of the devotion decks because oh yeah, all you have to do is literally like turn three you play a Nykthos, and then you tap your other lands to play this guy, and you get a free Nykthos activation that literally just breaks even because that's two mana to get two mana. But that's, like, that's the yeah, least... That's, that's, ever that's assuming expect. you didn't
1: play anything on the
2: first turn. That's assuming you didn't play anything on the first turn. And well, that's, that's assuming turn. you only played one Burning Tree Emissary, and everybody's heard the crazy, like... I play three Burning Tree emissaries and use that the last two mana from the last one to activate Nixos for six mana. Play an Arbor Colossus. What up, yo? You can't see it, but I'm doing the like the hands. I'm waving them over my head and the enter. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I can totally
2: see it. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm doing that. I'm in your face, so. And so it has so many applications, and it, to me, really harkens back to the Wild Cantor. And it's not quite as broken in some of those decks, but it's pretty darn good. It's it's a little sizable. You don't have to sack it. You just get the mana right now instead of later. I like the, the dude, tie-in.
0: There's a dude that they play in the, the, the Black Storm decks. When he enters the battlefield, you get, like, he costs, like, two in a black, and you get three black mana. Priest of gigs. Priest of gigs. And there was a red one, too.
1: Yeah, I yes, can't
2: his name Brass. right now. I, I can see it in my head. I know what you're talking about. Like, yeah, wasn't he priest was pre- of
0: Yeah, I was gonna say he was in uh 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 Scar Samaritan. Yeah, priest priest of So guys that do this have always been uh, powerful and popular, and Burning Dream Series is no different. It's just it seems like it's a lot easier to take advantage of now with. Both the devotion and the slew of, uh, incredibly efficient and fast and horrible red guys.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I like it. What does it say about the fact that we're living in a world where there's a jackal pump with fire breathing and people are like, eh, it's okay. What, <laughs> th- what,
1: <laughs> what does, does that, that say? T- yeah. Huh. I, uh, I, I, I don't like, I don't like Fire Drinker Seder, but that's another topic entirely.
2: That's another topic. He's not in Gruel. Uh, Gore Clan Rampager, we talked about Blood Rush. You can't talk about Blood Rush without talking about Gore Clan Rampager because he's just like, he's uncommon. He's not the flashiest one, but he is probably pound for pound the heaviest, most consistent hitter because for a red and a green and you discard it, plus four, plus four, and trample. And trample. That's huge. And then if you just have nothing else to do, you just play for four mana... For two and a red and a green, you just play as a 4-4 with Trample. That's – would you like cake or ice cream?
0: <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> as a matter of um, fact, I would like cake and ice cream.
2: So, Rubble Belt Raiders has been really good to me in limited events where I get it because awesome. The only time I didn't like it was where my opponent played his first. I played mine and they, uh, used active treason or whatever it was on mine. That was, um that uh-huh. was bad. And it's hard to really say I don't like it because it was so good against me because it was really good. So, uh, I ha- oh, I have to mention the Zerta Druid because it's just awesome for red and the green. One, one, one human druid tapped out of green, so it's a mana elf guy that's a human. But whenever you tap it for mana, it deals one damage to each opponent. That's so awesome. I just like it. And it's a bloodthirst enabler. It's a bloodthirst enabler. <laughs> it, and it doesn't, it, it, it lets you, you, you completely remove the question of, do I tap it for mana or do I attack with it? Cause you just <laughs> yes, tap it for yes, mana and do. ping. So. There's no tension involved here. It's not a. It's not a question. It's not a
1: skill intensive card. What do you do with it? You tap it. Thank you. Come again. Yeah, he's he's part of a he's part of an infinite uh, damage combo with that I, with that arcane guy.
2: I knew you were gonna say that the arc, elite arcane arcanist and yeah and Triton tactics and this guy. Mm-hmm. Huh? Make that happen. <laughs> hmm.
0: And it's each opponent, mind you, so he's great in multiplayer.
1: Yes. Awesome. Mm. Sauce. I I know a lot of people think it's completely dumb, and I guess... Well, actually, there are two different cards I could say this about. I know that a lot of people think they're mostly dumb, but I really like both uh, Clan Defiance and Signal to Clans.
0: Yeah, why would you not? Like, I think Clan Defiance is ridiculous.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm not 100% on... With you there on Signal the Clans, but uh, there's nothing bad to say about Clan Defiance ever. I don't know how anybody could not like it.
0: Yeah, for X, Red, and Green, you either blaze your opponent, and or you blaze a creature with flying, and or you blaze a creature without flying. It's just, why the hell not?
1: Yeah, but people don't seem to... Care for it all that much uh, for some people they don't are, put it in decks.
2: People are freaking stupid. <laughs> well, anything can be popular one minute and not popular the next. I I really wouldn't put too much stock in that.
1: Yeah, but it's but still a really good like, card. But but still, I I really do like Signal of the Clans, and I think it's a good card. The What's the key mean? is you you just have to know how to play it properly. Signal of the Clans for a red and a green. It's an instant. Search your library for three creature cards and reveal them. If you reveal three cards with different names. Choose one of them at random and put that card into your hand and then shuffle the rest into your library.
0: Huh. So for two mana, you pick out three of your best creatures who are bound to help and you get one of them at random.
1: Yeah, you just gotta remember to play it correctly. Like if I'm playing this on turn two, then I'm either getting, then I'm getting some combination of, uh, mana guys and three drops. If I'm playing this on turn, you know, seven, then I'm, then I'm getting a random finisher. Yeah. Seems, seems fine. Yeah. I, I don't know. You, you just got when to know when to do it and what to pick when you're on curve.
2: I, I don't really have a problem with it. I'm just not that excited by it. But um, um it's decent. It's, it's much more skill intensive than some of these others we've talked about. Yeah, even though it involves randomness, it actually is skill intensive. <laughs> Quite possibly more so because of it. Don't talk nonsense, Brian. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, sir. There's, um, hmm, what else we got? I've pretty much bottomed out. <laughs> it Buh? Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. <clears throat> Clan-
3: I have actually, I personally have nev- not really played with anything in the new
2: Gruul, so I, I can't like anything purple. new. I like uh, Gruul War Chant. I think it's cool. It harkens back. Oh, yeah, there's that word again. It reminds me of, like, Goblin War Drums and that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, it's Goblin mm-hmm. War Drums and, what, the Oriflam? Yes.
2: Yeah, Orc Flam.
0: Uh Savageborn Hydra is awesome. For X, a red, and a green, it's a 0-0 zero, zero Hydra that starts with X plus 1 plus 1 counters, and it has double strike. And for one and a red-green hybrid, you can add a counter at sorcery speed. This thing has got, like, casual play written all over it, because it has double strike, and it can get bigger. Yeah. Uh, there was something else I was going to mention. What was it? Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling... I like Scab Clan Giant just cause he's big and stupid and blindfolded, but. He's like, I'm gonna hit this guy, Poot. Oh, 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 it was the Gruel Rage Beast. I, I can, I, I, don't know why. I haven't put one of these in my Beast deck yet, probably because I don't play Magic. <laughs> but, uh, but the Gruel Rage Beast, a 6-6 six, six for 5 or red and green. When it or another creature enters the battlefield under your control, that creature fights an opponent's creature. And since my beast deck is all about throwing out a horde of beast tokens, it's just like punch everybody. Like for a long time, I've had ai had a problem with the beast deck being like ether charge. You know, throw out a bunch of beasts, and the ether charge deals a lot of damage, and then my grease my beasts stand there in the field grazing because I've got <laughs> like three three beasts and they they can't get through. But this guy, I added Master Warcraft to try to you know fix that problem, so I could just like everybody attacks, nobody blocks, ha. But this guy would help, too, by clearing the way for all my beasts so they can stop grazing. You wave a red cape in front of them, and they get pissed off. They're basically cows, is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> moo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there we go with Brian in the mooing.
2: There is no cow. only
0: Zul. <laughs> There's only moo. moo I mean, Zul. But other than that, I got nothing. Like, Gruul gruel cards, the cards that are good are
2: really good, and the cards that are not are not. <laughs> so. That is, in fact, a completely... Grammatically correct statement. Thank you.
0: <laughs> but I mean, like, just like we said earlier, the cards we didn't talk about were just big, were just dudes with blood rush instead of blood thirst.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they were otherwise boring or actually ridiculously just... If you blah. like any of the cards that we didn't
2: talk about, send us an email. <laughs> <laughs> and let us know how much we suck. <laughs> Which is we cool. lot. cover your favorite card. But, uh, yeah, I got I got nothing really. Hmm. So how do we call
0: this?
1: How do we call this one? I don't know.
0: I mean, obviously new wins, but I don't I don't know how to call this one. But like the other cards, topic.
1: A uh,
3: draw.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Because again, the cards that are really good are really good, and the cards
2: that are not really good aren't really worth mentioning at all. I I think this is as close to a draw as we're ever going to get.
0: Yeah. So. But the new still wins because of the unanimous decisions of Uruk Thor and the Scarred Guild Mage. Yeah. yeah. So yay. Huzzah. Huzzah. So we should probably like stop this now. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. So that leads us to the usual final thoughts, Mike.
1: Final thoughts. Um. So the this this is another little story from the from Thanksgiving weekend. So um uh you know that that Saturday evening um you know mom. Of course, set out some of the leftovers, uh, for us to just come and get in and fix our plates to, to have for dinner. And not everyone was, was eating at the table at the same time. So I was, I was just sitting there, uh, at the end of the table and the way, um, the way the dining room and the living room are arranged, the end of the table is really close to like a, this, this rocking chair that's in the living room. And, and I, I felt like, I felt like in this moment, I was, I was getting some kind of karmic Payback for some of the obnoxiousness of my youth, because you know there I am sitting there at the end of the table, and and Dad is sitting in the rocking chair looking at Mom's laptop, and um, but so, so Dad is sitting there, you know, showing me all these, uh, showing me a bunch of YouTube videos while I'm trying to eat dinner. <laughs> Like, I'm sitting there at the table trying to eat dinner, and Dad keeps trying to show me YouTube videos. And inside my head, I'm like, this is so screwed up and backwards. How is this even happening?
2: Uh, you're such a funny duddy Mike.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: now be quiet and watch this video of a cat trying to eat a spoon.
1: <laughs> no, he had, he, he had found some videos of some guys who had um, uh, made little tiny jet engines out of uh, turbochargers. And he, he thought they're pretty cool. Yeah, so he was showing me a video. Like and and I'm not talking like a uh, forty five second videos of some guy firing it and starting it up. I'm talking like multiple uh five to eight minute videos of some guy explaining his setup and, and turning it on and showing it running for a while and then turning it off and letting it cool down.
2: And you're <laughs> like, just trying to eat your dinner. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> yeah,
1: I really did feel like I was getting some kind of karmic payback for whatever, however obnoxious I was when I was younger. I, I must have deserved it somehow.
0: What do you mean when you were younger? Oh!
2: no oh, dis. Somebody called a hospital. <laughs> that was a sick <laughs> burn. I was just going to point out the fact that Mike is Roman Catholic, and he's very concerned with karmic payback <laughs> from when he was a kid, so... <laughs>
1: have a very broad and accepting view of the universe and my place in it.
0: And he doesn't even, you know, do illegal drugs that we know of.
1: No, that's that's the weirdest part.
0: It is. <laughs> because what is it your brain manufactures its own drugs.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there, there are like, some there are some people who've who've met me that I'm sure would be shocked to learn that I have never done any drugs.
0: <laughs> I'm sure most people that have met me would be shocked by that too. <laughs>
1: As we've already established, Mike is, in fact,
2: smarter, and his brain is better than the rest of ours. So. <laughs> his, his brain doesn't need any drugs.
0: Yeah, Mike is like, am I high? And now Mike is high.
2: <laughs> his brain is Surrey. It's like, brain.
0: <laughs> brain, I would like euphoria. And Brain's like, all right.
2: <laughs> Thank you. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> I was getting there, and I guess I'm getting tired, so I couldn't quite close it out.
0: <sighs> So, how about you, B? Since you're about to doze off,
2: well, I just, you know, I'm an old man these days. I've just been really busy with work, and I, oh, um, I don't really have anything substantial to say. I saw Frozen, and I had no expectations whatsoever, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly. So, if you enjoy Disney movies, you will hopefully enjoy this. I recommend it. Other it that, is very good. I, I I'm telling you, I I walked away and I was like, I am so glad we we spent the money to see that. So I recommend it. Other than that, I'm I'm good. What about you, Dirk?
3: Um, so with being gone long enough, you know, periods of time, I think at previous times uh, I had brought up uh, extra credits, uh, a podcast mm-hmm. that's done, and I've uh, I've been going back through because I, I grade papers and everything. During my planning and uh, what had been going back through, and so they posted a new episode that um, I thought was really cool. They talk about incentives and in politics. You know that if you kind of want the the Congress and all the different peoples and different branches of the government, there need to be sort of an incentive for them to do what they really should be doing in the first place, but. And uh, it has a lot to do. I I, I agreed with a lot of what was mentioned, mostly because I watch a lot of uh, the Daily Show, and the Daily Show just makes me really not happy with Congress, and not just and just not happy with the government in general.
2: I will tell you, I do not watch the Daily Show at all. It's not anything particular. I just don't watch it, and Congress makes me not happy with Congress. So.
1: <laughs> Considering that the yeah, the, I mean it's.
2: And well, I'm a lawyer, I guess.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in, since, uh, since like, since I think World War II, this session of Congress has passed the fewest laws. Oh, it's Pure- the fewest curious. in
3: U.S. history.
1: Oh, it, so it's actually in U.S. history.
3: In U.S. history. <laughs> it's Believe. passed the fewest and it's been nothing but gridlock.
2: Awesome. We've got a historical Congress.
3: Yeah. Yay. We actually do. They have passed a grand total, I think, seven laws. Six or seven laws since the Congress came into session, so they must was, give... which is, is just astronomically small compared to what they usually do
2: so they must be the lowest paid Congress in history right you wish
0: <laughs> 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 and Dirk has the best answer ever <laughs> anyway let's let's get whose final thoughts left
3: That's yours yours
0: me okay uh one thing we forgot to mention earlier um the second deck pack for Duel 2014 is out with a green-white enchantment-based deck and a blue uh, fairy deck.
3: <laughs> Mike? <laughs> uh,
0: sorry, I, I, we were all playing back in the days of Lorwyn and Shadowmoor, so when someone says fairy deck, it makes me twitch a little.
1: Uh, dude, that, um, that blue-black reanimator deck from the last deck pack was fun. It was really fun.
0: Oh, okay. I still have yet to uh, boot up Magic 2014, even though I bought it. If it wasn't day one, it was week one. I still have yet to boot it up. I just don't have time. So that makes me sad, but whatever. Lots of people have it, so there you go. You probably know about the deck pack already, but in case you missed it, there you go. And as far as other final thoughts, I've actually got nothing. Uh, So yeah, this has been... This will be episode 305 Excuse me, of the mana pool. Uh, thank you all very much for listening. <laughs> if you're still listening. <laughs> and, uh, go play some magic.